This podcast is a member of WGPRN, wildgamesproductions.com. Folks, live at North Texas RPG Con. Well, this is Friday. Well, as live you're gonna get. Yeah, about as live as you're gonna get here for this type of broadcast, I guess. If you want to say that, you can hear Wild the background. Wild Games problem. Productions live. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, and here comes the first float, Vince. Yeah, as you can see, that float is well crafted. It's yeah. uh, well put together. I like the sword stabbing the beholder in the eye. Yeah, I mean, that's great. A nice use of like rose petals, you know. It, why are we talking about floats, Glenn? I don't know. I was getting ready to talk about the balloons coming down. <laughs> oh, is that oh, our entrance, the balloons yeah. coming down? Uh, yeah. It's a, no, no, no. I mean, the, the big ones. It's, oh, look, there's Mickey Mouse. Everybody caring? <laughs> well, yeah, so it's Friday, as I said, uh, for North Texas RPG Con. This, uh, this will broadcast. will probably go up on both feeds of RFI Podcast and Sodcast. Or, so, or some Internet Archive thing if we don't like it. <laughs> yeah, or somewhere around there. What's about and uh, yeah, we'll have Glenn edit this thing just to annoy her, you know, Glenn. That would be nice. <laughs> and we as we're looking across the room, it's kind of at a lull here in this part of the room. I noticed. Yeah, we've got we got about uh, let's see, this place they want to top it off at four hundred, but I think we got it close. What, like three ninety nine? They're squeezing a person yeah, through the door. More like two seventy five. That's close. <laughs> That's not that close. Glenn. It is. But anyway, the, what I'm saying is there's more room. I'm like, yeah, like it's gonna go out today. I was gonna say, if you want to come down, yeah, go down to the hotel. Nothing will be here. Yeah, come down to the hotel. Nothing will be here, right? And yeah. By the time you listen to this, it'll be all gone. Gone. Till next year. Till next. Well, maybe. All you got to look forward to is all the other cons. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Origins Gen Con. Yeah, Gary Con, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, all that. Well, no, wait, Gary Con. Oh yeah, sure. That's March. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I could see Frank Menzer uh, rope, roping another person into one of his little mini games right now. Yeah, hey, those are fun. Though. Yeah, we had a fun time playing Cathedral and uh, Hive. Hive. Yeah, yeah, Hive. Hive and uh, yeah, Glenn lost both games. Too, yeah, like like I that. said, Frank's like the old guy in the park at the chess set. You want to play, and then he kills you in five moves. <laughs> <laughs> you want to make it a little interesting? Come here, <laughs> five bu- five bucks a game. Yeah. This is actually the first time we're doing a, a live, well, I should say, a remote podcast like this before. I still want to do a Saber Die Live with an, you know, with a room and an audience and everything like that. I think that'd be great. We can even have, you know, rope one of the guests in and talk to him and all that. Just like nobody's walking by now. Yeah, yeah nobody's. We did have Mike and Liz standing here for a brief, yeah. so, a brief, uh, brief moment. So you've been here since this morning, right? Yeah. Let's see. I've been here since last night. You came in on Thursday. I came in on Thursday morning. Um, Did you play anything? Yes. Last night I played uh, Mike Battelotto's Bad Mike's uh, B1 in search of, of adventure game, which I play every year. Yeah. And uh, since he has five different scenarios, we played Escape from Quasiton. I, we never played that. So Matt Odinist on uh, Dragon's Foot, he was in the game too. And I always say we never play that because I got the image it's going to be like that uh, module treasure hunt. You're naked in a cell... 
and you know that kind of thing and so immediately <laughs> matt says that's the one i want to play and so that's what we're going to play well yeah. no it wasn't it wasn't i found out it was more like we got to go get a goblet a couple of goblets for the church out of a dungeon while we're in there there's an earthquake and you know <laughs> you know the entrance are blocked and we got to find our way out that's the escape from quasi but boy did we have fun well, you know, he could always break out the Forest Oracle, and uh, you could play that debacle. Over <laughs> <laughs> we had so much fun reviewing on RFI that we couldn't actually get through the podcast without laughing. If you, if Matt would just keep the outtakes of that podcast, they were about probably about an hour of us laughing over each other. Oh my God, you, you're worse than me and Julie. <laughs> Julie, I haven't talked to Julie in a while. Yeah, Matt was a man, man. He played this halfling. He was just like Mr. Proactive. He was just going nuts. But he does it. I say. I turn to people and says, this is what I put up with every other week. And he's the DM. Yeah. He's the DM. And uh, we also had, uh, we had uh, Zach Galzar from uh, Lesser Gnome, Whisper and Venom, playing with us. Yeah. And he noticed that uh, one of the, in the pre-gens, he didn't have a, another, he was doing another language that he forgot to take. So every time we run into a creature, he would go, can I choose my language now? <laughs> You know, here, here's a carrying crawler. Can I choose my language now? No. Neanderthals. Can I choose my language now? <laughs> so it looks like right now I'm looking at the official schedule of the 6th Annual North Texas RPG Con. This is number 6, yes. Ah, actual number 6 of 2014. At the gorgeous uh, Dallas-Fort Worth Airport Marriott South. That's right. As we're sitting in, I think this is, is this the Trinity Ballroom? Uh, I believe so it is. Yeah, I think so. Looks like we have a bunch of games set up for tonight. A lot of games, yeah. actually. Um, to name a few, I have uh, Zeb Cook playing. Uh, got a, he's running a basic D, a BX D and D game coming up. Ooh. What time is that? At six. I don't have my glasses. Oh, oh okay. Here, hold on, Glenn. Let me put it in front of your face. Thank you. Six. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we have Sandy Peterson running uh, Cthulhu Wars at uh, a six. He's running that all weekend. Yeah, I know it's six to nine. He's running that. It looks yeah, like he's running it now, right? As a matter of fact. And uh, Frank will be running his game, OD and D. Matt, Matt, Odinus, my yeah. my DM, he did such a good job. He couldn't play the game, but he's buying the he's buying the game. Hundred and fifty bucks, but still, you get a lot of stuff. What is he buying? Cthulhu Wars. Cthulhu Wars. Yeah, it's it hasn't come out yet, but he saw the setup and it's like I want all these miniatures. Oh, was that that over there? You when I first came in? Uh... Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, those miniatures. That look was hot. that was yeah. Sandy Peterson selling it. Oh, that was him. Okay, I thought yeah. it was him. Yeah. Um, I still want to. I was still want to play that game with him. We have Steve Winter uh, running Boot Hill tonight. Janelle, she'll be running Tunnels and Trolls. No, she won't. No. No, she switched it to RuneQuest. Oh, uh, RuneQuest Two. Yeah, RuneQuest Two. Oh. She uh, she had a trouble coming up with something in various life things and. She decided to just go with what she knows. What she know- yeah, I understand that. Totally. And, uh, you know, I said, I, I feel for you. I've got some stuff going on, too. So she's going to be running that as RuneQuest, too. I don't know what the scenario is. but. And then we have, uh, let's see, our very own DM, Mike, from Save or Die. Yay. Running Battletech First Edition tonight. He's going to be running that with his, his old roommate, Ben. And maybe if he gets here, if he's just a full-on gamer, if he ever if he gets here, I don't know if he's going to be here or not. Johannes uh, is going to make it. Yeah, he's just going to. If he does, he'll just pop up. 
because <laughs> magically he's just going to pop yeah, up. That's pretty much the way it seems. I mean, for a few weeks, it's like, okay, I can go. And the next week, no, I can't go. Okay, I can go. No, I can't go. But so I, he I, took the Ross Perot way of getting into here. Well, when you're in the service, that's the way it works. Oh, I, I understand the service. Okay. Yeah. So if he shows up, I will be great. I will be surprised, but greatly and wonderfully surprised. He'll be helping help run them, run it if he shows up. Ooh. Um, yeah. Looking at tomorrow, we have a bunch of first edition AD&D games. Nice. Run Maybe by I... Errol Otis is running one. Wow. Uh, no, he's not. No, he's not. He didn't make the con. Oh, so that's canceled. Yeah, but he uh, he had work. He had too much work commitment. He had all an right. all hands uh, emergency at work. It looks okay. Then we have Kim Tim Cash running Service Maximus. Yeah. Chariot racing. Oh, I played it. Now that's fun. You know, you know, it's I haven't played it, but uh, my fr- my fr- my roommate on this con, uh, Brad, one of our group, yeah. has been playing in the uh, Gladiator tournaments, and he's just been having a ball with that. Is that the Service Maximus, or no? That's different. The Service Maximus is next to it, but the Gladiator is like Gladiator gladiatorial combat against two people. Uh, yeah, we are in the Trinity room. So see the room, the lay table label over there, Trinity. Yeah. So I was right. All right, cool. Uh, Zeb Cook running a Oriental Adventures for second edition. And folks, this happens all the time at this convention. All these people, you know, they just come here to run and play and just have a ball. Well, yeah, you, if you've ever been to a bigger convention, just think of this as more cozy. This is more like a boutique convention. Yeah, there's a lot of people here, but there's not so much that it's overwhelmed. And yeah, all the special pushed. guests just relax here and oh, just yeah. have a good time. You can, I mean, in bigger conventions, it's hard to get a hold of these people, but it's like, you walk up to Frank and say, hey, Frank. How you doing? You get an autograph or just, just sit and talk. He just looked this way when you said that too. Yeah, it was funny. You know, or Tim or Steve Winter or Sandy or anybody else who shows up. They're mm-hmm. like regulars now. They love it here. So this and Gary Con is the two cons they get to to relax at. I wonder if they're gonna go to OSR Con too over in New Jersey. What, I thought that was in Canada. No, uh I'm oh, sorry, Oswarp it's called. Oh no. Oswarp. OSR think, Warp or something I like that's what it's called. I think Frank's going. Yeah. He's, he tends to go out of country for a lot of the cons. Uh, more Cthulhu Wars tomorrow evening. We do have Jeff D. running. And you have me tomorrow evening running a Beck Me RC basic game, yours truly. I don't have you in here. I haven't, got to, oh, I haven't gotten to Saturday night. This is Saturday yeah, this morning. Is Saturday wow. night after the auction. It's a lot of games on a Sunday morning. Yeah. So, um, Dogs of War? Wow. Yeah. Um, Chris what? Clark running A D and D one E through U oh U A. Ooh, not bad. DCC a game run by Doug Kovics. That'll be tomorrow morning at ten. Tempting. All those are tempting, aren't they? I know, but I'm here on press, so I'm not playing any of these games. To... I'm so well, annoyed. Didn't, didn't you register? Well, I'm registered, but I'm not going to play any games. I got to go. You take... schmuck! You should play some games. I probably will, but I have to do my duty first as a press agent and take pictures. So go take pictures and tonight go play. Yeah, I could <laughs> do that. Or tomorrow or something or, you know, whatever. Uh, we do have a, let's see, a history of RPG Collect. Oh, R, I can't read right now. RPG F- Collecting? No, been, FR, that's tomorrow. FRP Collecting. Yeah, I've been thinking of going to that. I, I do like a good seminar. There's going to be an artist panel, Jeff D., Jeff Easley, Janelle Janelle. Yeah, they're going to design a DM screen. Oh, really? Yeah, that's and it's going to and what they're probably going to do is design like they did with the the miniature, yeah. design the DM screen, and then they're Locks going to it off. 
Yeah, and then like next year they'll have it for sale with all the artists who worked on it and all that kind of stuff, sign, you know, work. Wow. They did that one year where they designed a monster. They designed a monster and they ended up casting it and it became, you can see it in the case there, you can buy the miniature. Uh, I think they came up with it and Janelle did the main design and yeah, Mike, Mike, Bad Mike had him uh, do it up like that. Uh, Too much for you to handle. Here. We also got like, you know, we got the game auction. We have silent auction. The silent auction is where I clean up usually. Here we go. Glenn Halstrom running a basic RCD&D Saturday evening. Yes. Aw, and we have Mike and Liz standing above us uh, from the Save or Die podcast. Liz smiling with her beautiful smile as always. And Mike sitting there going, uh, <laughs> I want to play something already. Yeah. And please, nobody and could probably hear you either, Liz. <laughs> and, Mike know, is actually carrying a fourth edition book in his hand that he just purchased. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, he he would never. Yeah. Uh, oh, let, let us not forget Sunday. We have the victorious game that Mike is running. Yes, the Mike's system. victorious game. In full costume. It's yes. uh, Steampunk Superheroes. Steampunk Superheroes. What oh, time wow. are you running that? 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock. I'm going to talk to Brad, see if I can squeeze myself in there. See when he wants to leave for the convention. Leave the convention. I was going to say, are you going to be there that late? I know Sunday's dicey for a lot of... So Mike and Liz have uh, walked away now. We're just me and Glenn again. And we're so lonely. Um... <laughs> we're so lonely, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we uh, yeah we're gonna like I said silent auction regular auction I don't know if they oh, have yeah. the midnight auction midnight auction yeah I don't know if they have the midnight auction or not this must be somebody's book I'm looking at yeah it's it's a program book one says Amy and Kevin on the cover okay well, they left it here on the table girls phone numbers what uh yes Glenn it's a girl's phone number in here would you like oh, it go for it oh sorry no yeah. <laughs> married so uh, so we're on Friday Saturdays. We got Glenn's game. Too bad we can't drag Bad Mike over here. He's too busy selling. Well, you know, let's just and his, you know what? Him and his, him and Doug's convention. Uh, we so. have a dealer room of sorts, but it's more like a dealer gaming room. GM it's, Darlene running the battle for mid realm. Huh. We've got we've got tables set up all along here near the registration and tables in the middle. Plus, we have outside we have an artist alley. Yeah, with some and really great artwork out really there. Really great artwork, and for some reason you got to go around the corner for the Frog God stuff. Really? Yeah, you go down in, you know, where you're heading for the boardrooms and yeah. make the last turn. You see the signs says Frog God Games this way. Yeah, I saw there was. Um... They run games there and sell stuff. Fortunately, there's nothing there that I want to buy, but next time. No, nothing. I got all their stuff that I want, mm. and Slumbering Sar is still kind of like a little too rich for my blood. Especially since I've dropped a lot of coin in this convention already. <laughs> is Wampler running a game? What's that? Jim, is he running a game? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I didn't see him in there. I, I thought was... he had run a game already. No, that's right. He was going to run uh, an off the, off the books game, right? Yeah, an open game. Did you say Mutant Crawl Classics or something? Mutant, yeah, that's his. Uh, I don't know if I should say anything now or not. That's the next big thing from Goodman Games. Whoops. <laughs> Oops. Was I not supposed to say that? Well, he said it, so I figure it's fair game, you know? He said it out loud, so I didn't he think... He did. 
Yeah. Uh, so there he, you have it. There's a first exclusive that we probably weren't <laughs> supposed to say, but it'll stay in the reporting. Judge, because, yeah, he, he eh. basically took the DCC system and reworked it for uh, post-apocalyptic uh, stuff. So um, this is just a podcast, and if you want to sue, just sue Glenn Hallstrom. At... Now I know. <laughs> we'll forward it to Corey. Forward it to Corey. <laughs> yeah, it's Corey's fault. Yeah. We gotta, I got to get back east sometime and go see Corey and Brian. Oh, Corey's fun to hang out with. Yeah. I, I hung out with him when we went to Mepicon over in, in Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. And uh, Corey's a riot. We sat I wish there I could get him out here. Stuff. I know Brian's a bit of a problem because he's a working stiff, and he's all – uh, and uh, pause it. Not recording. Yeah, now we're recording, and we're back in uh, – Hey, we got uh, Matt Evans here, who's known as Odinist on Dragon's Foot. He's running his first convention game, The, the, the Mines of Valdhum. 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 How, how is that going? Uh, well, we are uh, roughly s- halfway through the second level. Mm-hmm. I've uh, killed Brad. No, uh, again. Yes. <laughs> Glenn knows how much I love to do that. Uh, the rest of the players seem to be enjoying it, and um, they've... I hate to say this, Glenn, because you're a great player, but they've kind of outthought you guys uh, in in a few places. Well, it's not I'm, just I'm me, you know. Impressed. It's the whole it's the whole group. Well, fair yeah. enough, fair enough. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, I couldn't the, think the of box. Whole. Okay. The group as a whole, they've they've really thought outside the box quite a bit. It's it's been impressive. It's That's good for me good. to see how people I don't know play a module I wrote. Exactly, other people. Exactly. Other people, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, this is your original. We've already we've already went this through. Is a, yeah, this Brad's is been killed three module. times in that dungeon already. It's, it's <laughs> not my first module to write, of course, because yeah. uh, I'd have to go back to what, like '91 for that. But it's the first one I've published and, or uh, written and published. Okay. So, and I have a and uh, a, a D. Can I say that? That's copyrighted. Don't sue me, Wizbros. Don't worry about it. I have, I have a, a rule cyclopedia version of it, and I have a Labyrinth Lord version of it. But we're running the LL version. Yeah, and it's doing I would. well. Yeah, well, that's good. That's good. So uh, you had that, and you also brought some copies of the uh, the uh, Mythgarther. Uh, well, I have two copies of the Land of Mythgarther. Um, it's not the full version, uh, which would be the Adventures in Carrick. That's the one that has the gnome and the gooblet and the chaos magic and all that. This one's just setting material. I have two copies. I'm going to give it to the two people who uh, get the uh, get the most gold in the adventure. I'm kind of scoring them by how much gold points uh, how many or, gold, uh, pieces gold pieces they get. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to give those out. But I have a handful of copies of Baldhum that uh, I'm selling. I told them that they could have it for 25 bucks before we start or 10 bucks after. So. So don't forget to sign them for them. Yeah, yeah, because there's a. I messed up the print, and there is a random blank page between levels two and three. Uh-huh. Uh, so if I ever become rich and famous, there sign they are. it there. Oh, that's my autograph page. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, where, where where would we normally find these? Uh, RPG Now uh, okay. or MythGarthurEntertainment.com. That's right. You got a website now. I do. Yeah, and it links directly to RPG Now because that's the storefront that I have. Oh, okay. Uh, I have the. Uh, you have to sign an exclusivity right with them, so if, if I only sell it through them, I get better royalties off of it. A lot so of if you go to MythGarther Entertainment, uh, that's MythGarther, speak Norse, and you know how to spell it. 
and uh, yeah, MythGarthurEntertainment.com. Spell it for those that don't know how to. M I T H G A R T H R. Thank you. Middle world, the middle world, Middle Earth, essentially, is what it means. Okay. So you're on break right now from your game. Uh, yeah, we took a quick break uh, for beers and bathrooms. And uh, how so long you been playing? You guys, I probably get, uh, got to get back to killing Brad Moore. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna, he's playing the gooblet now, right? He is playing the gooblet, oh so gosh. I don't think that gooblet's gonna live. But we're coming up on the chess encounter. Ah. And uh, Glenn knows all about that. Oh so yeah. We'll see how it goes. How did the? Oh, one one last thing. How did the uh, Temple of Loki go? They're in it right now. Oh, are they? That's, that's the one with the uh, with the uh, chess encounter. The uh, the Loki that you drew, uh, the one that has the big shepherd's crook, and the uh, they just set that trap off, which oh. is what killed Brad. Of course. Um, he disarmed the crossbows and didn't think to check for the real trap. Uh, failed to save versus poison and took just a lot of damage. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I did all the But they now have the keys to get them into the chest room. Oh, okay. And uh, let's see. We have, what, like two hours left? I'll... Be surprised if they figure it out by then, because it's, it's it's such a bear of a room. Is it? But it, it makes is. them think, you know. It, it's yeah. a good one. Yeah. It's, it's a really great room for sitting back, not talking, and smiling uh, evilly at your players. For yeah, a while. those are always fun. Indeed. And, oh, and folks, I did all the artwork for these things. So he did do all the work, except for the maps. Yeah, except for the maps. I don't do maps. Uh, but it's beautiful Glenn artwork, and himself. it's worth three times the price of admission just for Glenn's. Seriously amazing artwork. And the of picture Durb. of Durr. Because of Durr. Durr. Durb? Durr. Durr. D-U-R. Durr. 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 Yes. But, uh, yeah, well, uh, keep killing. I will. All right. That's what I do. Thanks for, having, thanks for being on. Absolutely. Good to Stop see you guys. Stopping by. Take Bye-bye. care. Well, that was cool. We heard from your uh, your GM. Yeah. And, and right now we got uh, Doug Rhea, who is uh, one of the founders of North Texas RPG Con. Tell and us about all- how you started this con. Um. Somewhere around 2008, mm-hmm. we got an idea that we ought to put together some type of convention. Uh-huh. And that year, we invited a bunch of guys here in the North Texas area, actually over my house. And some of the wives dropped by. We sat in the backyard, drank some beer, and never played a game. Wow. But uh, the next year came around, and uh, we'd been talking about LGGC, which they put on, uh, Troller put on here every year. And it just happened to be that the year we decided to start the con, I believe it was February, we decided on the Wild Blue, let's just... Let's have our own con because we hadn't heard anything about one coming up that year. And, of course, the area passed, and that's why they weren't going to have one. Right. And that's the same time, you know, Gary Con popped up, and we just happened to pop our con at the same time. Yeah. And, um, you know, and it just happened. Uh, Mike wasn't even sure we were going to get 15 people. We wound up with 55 people the first year. Wow. After that, it was... It was needed. Yeah, well, we really don't have anything... Old school game in here in North Texas as far as conventions go. No, we so don't. It was really nice you know, to start something like that and you know, surprise how many people were interested. I mean, not that we have a huge con, but you know, it's big enough to keep it going. So. Yeah, I would think of like Gary Con and this con as like sister cons. Yeah, very similar in nature. I mean, yeah, you get a lot of TSR people here. Um, you know, for us, it's a tad more difficult. They travel a little further because a lot of these guys live in the area there, so I'm sure they just hop. Well, I was, it's like here. Gary Con with better weather. There you go. I don't know. I'm not sure what the weather is like. There. Cold. Kind of it's in March, so I understand it's cold. Yeah, yeah it's very cold there. Yeah. Uh, so uh, what's the attendance like this year? Yeah, what are we up to? Um, I don't have an actual full count yet, but we had 208 sign up before the con. About three canceled before the con. We picked up about five or six walk-ins. 
Normally we get the heavy walking traffic on Saturday. Oh, okay. So I'm going to speculate around 260. <coughs> Last year we had 225. Mm -hmm. And uh, we usually get quite a few walk-ins on Saturday. If Saturday's the big day, we can have anywhere from 30 to 45 walk-ins wow. on Saturday alone. So. And you, wanna, you wanted to camp out at where? Well, we originally wanted to camp around 500. Okay. But the problem is... Um, this particular hotel probably won't handle more than 350 the way we spread ourselves out. We could probably cram 500 in here, but I still want to be crowded. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, get crowded. I'd hate to have yeah. you lose this venue. It's a beautiful, yeah, it's a beautiful venue. venue. And we've checked a lot of hotels in the area, but everything that's a little bigger is way more expensive. Yeah. I mean, you know, $9,000 to $15,000 a day. And that's just way expensive. From what I see at conventions, the only time they want to move is if they get too big. Yeah, right. usually. So I think that we just, we're going to cap it around 350 whenever we reach that, and we'll okay. just stay at that level. Okay. You try anything more up north towards Denton or anything in that area? Yeah, we did. And it, like I said, it was just a tad expensive. Almost too much, yeah, we okay. And, but one of the key things, though, is we want to be within shuttle service of the Very true. airport. Very It just makes it more yeah. convenient for special guests and things like that. Like you said, two people from Ireland came, right? Yeah, we... Yeah, uh, this year, Ireland. Yeah, two guys from Ireland, two guys from Ireland um, and uh, they Karen did. Karen came from yeah. the UK. Oh. Yep, she's here. Um, yeah. There's um, a okay. guy from Canada every year, Jeff Emery. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we got a few Canucks. Last year we had a guy from Russia. Uh, last year it was Gre Greg from Canada came down. Yeah. Bear, Bear Maze. Yeah. You get different people from around the yeah around the, the world at different times. I mean, the word is really getting out. Yeah. Well, people get a kick out of it. I was surprised to see the guys this year from Ireland. They uh, they just said the reason why it comes because it was old school, and some of the old school people were here. So. And they heard us talking about it on Saver Die incessantly. Oh, is that it? Yeah. They said they came because we kept hearing you talk about it, Saver Die. And this, oh. uh, I understand this is their first American convention. Oh, well, yeah. So. I'm glad to see them. I mean, we like it when somebody from across the pond jumps over. Yeah, I was talking, yeah. To, talking to one of the others. What's, what's it like over in the U.K.? He says, oh, not very good. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's kind of a half-ass thing, and <laughs> or something like that. It's all right; we won't lose our rating. It's all right. <laughs> Glenn. Yeah, no, we, we try to keep it at least PG, right? Yeah, pretty much. We want to keep that, you know, iTunes family rating. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. But uh, yeah, this—it's every year it just keeps getting better and better. Well, we try to keep it as uh, as good as we can. I mean, this year the new. The new faces like Lawrence Schick, he's new. Yeah, I was surprised. Darlene's new. Yes. Um, we, next year we already have three people that say they want to come, and all three of them have never been here. Wow. Uh, we have, um, and don't ask me for names because I'm going to forget, but one of them is Steve Perrin. Oh, okay. Oh, Perrin's uh, coming? Next year. Chaosium, yeah. yeah. Uh, we also have uh, Grubb. Is it Jeff Grubb? Jeff, oh, Jeff Grubb, Jeff Grubb yeah. Hey, get him, get him to sign your Marvel game. And yeah, I should. That's good. Oh, Steve Marsh looking over at the table. Yeah, Steve Marsh is here. <laughs> yeah, there's a... You're going to be running something, right? Some guy from Tomorrow? He's a, he's a artist. I can't remember his name. Something Nelson. What's that? Oh, okay. Had to look it up. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're doing it. Kind of You're what? Uh, I'll so, uh, the guest, you were talking about the guest, Doug. Oh, yeah. Well, we have some uh, guests coming for next year that have never been before. Yeah. And uh, like I said, we have a, a Jeff Grubb. It's looking to come, Steve Perrin, and um, Nelson. I don't remember his first name, but he's coming. He's an artist coming up from Houston, lives in Houston. 
So, um, you know, we've already got people wanting to commit to come next year. We haven't really, really sent out the invitations. I mean, the con's not even over. So yeah. You know. Well, hell, a week after this con, con closes, I'll be putting in my registration. So. Yeah, well, we'll try to have the site up uh, a week after the con Cross your fingers. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the, the most important, uh, the, the, not the most important, what are you most, most looking forward to in this convention out of all the days? What's the, the one thing you're like, oh, I can't wait for... Um, Over? No, for kidding. me, no, not necessarily. <laughs> I can't wait to get some sleep. Yeah, um, right. No, the, the I guess the what's become the most fun for me at the con in the last couple of years is I run the charity game on Thursday. That's right. And, and mm -hmm. I actually run the game for six special guests and then two people that buy a raffle t or an auction. They auction the seat so they can sit in the game. And I've run that game for the last three years, and that's kind of one of my highlights. I mean, I yeah. enjoy it because I'm having to run a game for someone like Frank and Tim and yeah. Dennis right. and that's Steve a, that's a That's a fundraiser for the con, right? It's a fundraiser, not for the con. It's for the charity that we support. Okay. But but the the problem is the guys I'm working with, I mean, they play very well. Uh -huh. So you're trying to entertain them, and they've been doing this for 30 years, so trying to create a scenario that they're going to enjoy, to me, is, at least in my brain, is somewhat of a challenge. And they seem to like them every year, so obviously it's working. But yeah, yeah, so. that's great. Well, that's the fun part. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, this gets just keeps getting better and better. You're gonna hit that cap pretty soon, I think. We might, maybe in two years, I'm gonna guess. Two more yeah. years, probably. That's you know that's that's when I go try and register there. and they don't return my emails or anything. So, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe they just see your name. They don't want to reply. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> oh, that that Glenn guy delete. Yeah. <laughs> Did I send you? No, you didn't. <laughs> but hey, Doug, thanks for thanks for being on. Oh, and, hey, not uh, a problem. And uh, yeah. You know, anytime we can get the word out, that's great. That's, yeah, uh, no, I'm glad to see It you. takes place in the first part of June, folks, North Texas RPG Con. Wish you were here. If you're in the area, you won't be able to go because they'll be all gone by the time this comes out. Are you ending the show, Glenn, without telling me? or? Oh, hell no. I was <laughs> going to say, goodbye! <laughs> the con, no, the con is actually the first Thursday of every June. That's yeah. right. First Thursday of every first June. Thursday of every June. It's Wednesday unofficially. Yes. You know, it's the first Thursday every June, and I'm in Oklahoma. That's after tornado season. <laughs> every time I come here, he says, hey, Glenn, good to see you. Is your house still up? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> but, well, hopefully there'll be some good games. I've been taking a lot of pictures for you guys, for you and for you and Mike, so you can post up on your site. I'll have a whole bunch of stuff for you. And you um, do the streaming, too, of the games. Yeah, we actually do. That's one of the things. We actually have people come to this con from other cons. Uh -huh. We have people here from TexaCon, yeah. uh, MagCon. We have... Uh, Camers here from um, Gamehole Con, mm -hmm. and we've had somebody from Chupacabra Con, and a lot of the guys that have come here have asked us about Chupacabra Con. Chupacabra Con. Really? Chupacabra Con. Chupacabra. Yeah, I've heard I of never, that. I never heard of that con. Yeah, they were here like two years ago, but they, oh, wow. they asked us about our streaming. We do live video streaming usually of two or three games at a time. We yeah. do uh, and record and stuff and put on YouTube, and then all our cameras yeah. automatically upload to Facebook as soon as you take the picture. Ah. They hit Facebook within 30 seconds. Type. So it goes up to YouTube eventually. Yeah, yeah. Those Which, folks, for, for posterity, YouTube is pretty much for posterity. You can see me picking my nose. Because <laughs> that's what we all tune in for. Yes. Glenn picking his nose. No, I, I watched a few of those YouTube videos. It's like reliving the game again. So it's they would just go to Facebook and then check North North Texas RPG Con and they can watch things live? or. Uh, well, actually, I, I don't remember the exact, I'm not the one that sets those up. It'd be my son does all the video stuff. Yeah. But there's a, we have a channel on, I think it's YouTube slash NTRPG Con. 
And when you go there, you can see all the videos after from, the con. David from years before, too. The live stream is done off, I think, Ustream or something. Oh, yeah, yeah Ustream. Like Ustream. Like RPG con or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so they watch the live streams there. So you can sit sit at home and kick yourself for not being here. And if, you go to, if you go to the NTRPG con, I think they have a Facebook page that Mike takes care of. But on it, there's a link to the page. It's a separate page that does all the pictures from okay. cameras. So they just hit up there all the time. Yeah, it keeps up to date. Oh, yeah. Wow. Which so feeds us Twitter account. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, Doug, thank right. you for Glad stopping by. Thank you. No thank you for allowing me to do some press here. Yeah, mm. nice talking to you. Take okay. Care. Bye. All right, so Doug walked away, and we're having uh, another guest. Or not? I don't know. I'll discuss maybe with you. I don't well, know. Okay. He was uh, his, I think it's his like, uh, first, first interview, I think, right? What, Steve? No, no. Steve's been. Oh, I've talked yeah, to, Doug. Doug. I've talked to Steve a, a couple times. Save or die in the past, and a bunch of times yeah. on online. Yeah. Steve. Is there any power to this? Yeah, we hear you. Okay. Uh, Steve Marsh, ladies and gentlemen, who yes. is here at the convention. Yeah, uh, two conventions ago, you gave me one of the swords that you brought in. Uh, yeah. You uh, fashioned. I think you made them, or you had them made. Oh, I, I bought those. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think the idea was seppuku. Yes. Oh really? Is that, what, is that what he was trying to tell me? What I wanted is I wanted a bunch. Of, I wanted designers to get to handle real swords. Mm -hmm. So there were some real swords. There were some uh, good wood wasters. There were some appropriate plastic wasters. Mm -hmm. And that way, it's interesting to actually feel what a sword feels like. Oh yeah. Oh, nice little sword. I have it hanging on my wall in my room now. I, I appreciate it. So it's Friday, and you've been here since today. Yes. Okay. I stopped yesterday for lunch I for my remember lunch that. hour. It was work. Yeah, you wanted to drop off your stuff. And and yeah. so, and you're going to be running tomorrow night? Tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. 10 o'clock. Okay, 10 o'clock. What's the name of your game again? Norns. Nor Norns. That's right. Norns Next. Norns Next. Yeah. It's, it's Alliterative. I like shadow, it. Shattered Norns. Okay. Except I'm updating it for D&D Next. Okay, cool. Oh, you're running the next game. Oh, there's a D&D Next game here? Well, it's, no, it's just similar to d It's Okay. It's compatible with D&D Next, but, you know, simplified rules. I'm screwing this Nothing up. Nothing violates. I have no idea what you just went off on a tangent, Glenn. Yeah, I was just I to talk so, about or, the So tell stuff. us what you're, what, you're, what you're running here that Glenn's trying to allude okay. to. I have a setting called Shattered North. Shattered, okay. Which I designed back in the 70s. And I uh, completely updated it. And ad adapted it to RuneQuest. Uh-huh. RuneQuest? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, and then I started doing some stuff for Osric AD&D. Yeah. Uh, and uh, what happened was, I never did much transition out of the RuneQuest stuff, just some monsters, just parts of the setting. Okay. My, da my daughter started playing in a D&D Next playtest group. Ah. And she really likes it. Okay. And so I sat in and played a couple. I said, you know, this plays a lot like house rules, old-fashioned D&D. Really? It plays a lot like a lot of house rules played mm -hmm. before they had uh, AD&D. Uh-huh. Uh, except, of course, it's more balanced and more intelligent. Mm -hmm. And the good thing about it was I could map Lightwalkers to it. Oh, okay. And Lightwalkers are one of my favorite uh, parts of the as a character class. Right. In fact, you can map almost every D&D Next character class to character classes okay. that I like. 
and so their druids can be mapped to werewolves. <laughs> their paladins can be made into light walkers. Wow. Uh, and you need to go right down the line. Uh-huh. I said, this is fun. I'll do something that's compatible, since they still don't even have the rules out. Mm -hmm. And then I played, I played around with some stuff just to make it easy. Okay. But, uh, and transposing stuff between systems may be a little bit easier for me than it is for some people. Yeah. Um, to me, this is a real obvious transposition. Yeah. But I've had ones that were, I thought were real obvious before, and people went, how'd you do that? Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh, it's, it's the same thing. Yeah. It wasn't to them, okay? Uh, so, and I've got a couple hundred pages of errata for the people in the game, plus uh, a few more pages. But of all that, each individual only needs to read about 10 pages. Okay. Pick a character class. Uh, okay, well, that sounds easy. And... You know, go from there. And a lot of this is pre-generated characters. The artwork is all stuff I did years ago when I was doing stories for my oldest daughter when she was still a kid. Oh, okay. Ah, Ariel Isosceles. Very nice. Yeah, this, this, this is all play tests right now? Or is, you can actually go out and purchase this? or uh, You can't purchase it because it's not for sale. But this is a pre-generated character. And, you know, people can have it for free, I guess. Yeah. This is uh, this is for uh, the system, yeah. These this, are traits, which I like. Looks lo isn't that, that looks a lot like Pendragon right there. You have them in Pendragon. You have them in several variants of RuneQuest. Okay. You have it in Mistworld. Okay. And that's the collection of traits that I like. Very nice. Very nice. And that's... Uh, I'm doing an interview, Rach, as soon as I'm done. No problem. Uh, and so, you know, you can go through here, and I've, I've, I've got a spell list, and I guess maybe I should have just made it easier and done spells off the oh, spell yeah. charts, but I redid them. There's a light walker, and there's a fire mage. Yeah, you got really detailed on here. It's nice. Well, yeah, I thought, you know, that would make it easier. There's a fighter. Okay. Uh, there's a harpist. And uh, I've got someone, we're going to actually redo the, the Harpist spells that I did with Gary Gygax years ago. Oh, yeah. And I'll, I'll have them updated to replace, because Harpists are basically replacement for Bards. Yeah. But actually, we had spells for them. Yeah. And he's going to send me the F. And, uh -huh. and skirmishers, of course, are replacements for thieves. Yeah. And uh, priests are replacements for clerics. Uh, and there's my werewolf, which is a replacement for the, the druid. Mm -hmm. And my berserkers, which I've been running various types of berserkers for about 40 years. Okay. And they're replacements for barbarians. Oh, yeah. Uh, berserkers are fun. And then... Berserkers? Oh, yeah, I love playing those classes. Scouts, scouts are replacement for rangers. Uh -huh. And D&D &D Next has two types of fighters, and so I made one of them into dwarves and one of them into fighters. Okay. Yeah. And then I've gotten assassins, which they dropped out, but my assassins are actually monks. You know, they're what? They're actually monks. Oh, really? Yeah, and they've always have been, in my, the ones I've done. Mm -hmm. I've been doing uh, monk-like assassins for a very long time. Yeah, wow, that's great. 
Oh. And it, I think that's the last character. Yeah, and then this is stuff on the setting. Good to meet you. And, uh, you know, some miscellaneous monsters. Monsters. That, Always got to have monsters, yeah. You know, unfortunately, my art skills aren't very good. And so the only things I've got illustrated things that I actually, the illustrations worked out. And this is just stuff I've done over the past 15 years. Oh, that's great. That's I've got a lot a of game. really bad what illustrations. What time is that tomorrow? 10 a.m. Yeah, oh. But, you know, I thought, you know, give people an idea of some of the monsters, give uh -huh. them some background. Yeah. Uh, you know, half of this is pre-generated characters. Uh-huh. So it's, it's a lot of pages, but it's not really that much. It's a lot of pages. It looks like it's going to be a great game. But, you know, I I probably blow $300 or more every con, either giving out swords or... <laughs> I was going to do gemstones this year, but uh, I got distracted and I did this instead. Okay. Well, that works. That was and a nice, so. beautiful sword that he gave off that year. I was to, it? I have to show you a picture of that, yeah. You still have it? Yeah. It's on my wall. Okay, okay. And then Bad Mike's got a, they've got a real sword. Oh, he's got a real sword, too? Yeah. Okay. I mean, a real sword. Oh, oh. No, a real one. Yeah. No chrome. Yeah. Properly tempered. Yeah. Sharp. <laughs> For cutting purposes, yeah. Yeah. It's appropriately shut. We'll never talk bad cutting. about Bad Mike again. No, no, no. Anyway. He'll slice you in half. Uh, and I took him through some cutting drills once, which was kind of fun. Oh, yeah. We took bottles and let people cut them. Yeah. You can do it. And uh, that's one of the swords we used. Yeah. So they, I thought I'd like it. That's good. So they kept you busy here since you've been here? You've been playing I or bet, anything? Or? Well, the best part about this con is it's really a, a TSR employees reunion. Oh, yeah. Yes, it is. And a game, a game industry reunion. So you catch up with people. And you sit down and play and talk. and. Just... Yeah. So I get to see Tim Kask. Mm -hmm. I get to see Frank Metzer. Yeah. Got to see Lawrence, you know. People I spent a summer living in his time. house once. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I was working at TSR. Oh, okay. You know, and so I get to see people. We get to talk. and That's great. I get to see stuff like I got to see. I always, I've been very impressed with Cave Master. Have you? Yeah, because you can use the mechanics to run hero quests. What? Yes. I didn't know that. Yes. Huh. You can transpose hero quests into Cave Master. Wow. And that's slick. That is slick. I saw that. I said, you can run hero quests with this game. You've got the board, got the figures, go. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have to do a couple scenarios to make it obvious for people, but I saw it. I thought, my gosh, that is slick. My DM has, has Hero Quest and Battle Masters and stuff, and they're always popping up in our games. He rewrites stuff from there. Um, but I'm talking, you know, Hero Quest from like the Chaosium days. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Where you're going into the mythic realms. and you, Yeah. Anyway, the, the, the rule system with the stones and stuff works well for that. Okay. Anyway, Transpose is really sweet. Okay. It's a really sweet piece of design. I'm going to have to work. look into that. That's Jeff D's yeah. Game Master. Okay. It's just a slick piece of work. Mm. Wow. I'm going to have to look at that. And I thought I was through spending money here. No, you're not. You're no. never finished. Never finished? I think no. when I get it's zero. It's like you're buying stuff for me, too. So. I am? Oh, oh yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Wink, but anyway, wink. I decided to take the stuff that I've worked over several times mm -hmm. and rework it for D&D. Uh, &D. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, cool, I'm, cool. In, I'm a fan. And uh, when they have the official rules out, I'll 
they'll complete the transformation. Yeah, that, well, kind of like July and, uh, and August or something like that. I'll so, strip out the stuff that's, that's different since I used a different D20 system. Yeah. But it's transparent. Really? Oh. Uh, IDM wants to see about publishing stuff through his company for, for fifth edition if he likes it. For next? Next. I'm sorry, fifth, next, whatever they fifth, want to call next, it. Fifth, next, yeah. Whatever they're calling it. Well, it's next while the playtest is on. It'll be fifth when they do it. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. Well, from uh, what I've seen, it's a really good-looking game. And it can't, well, I watch people play it. Uh -huh. Combat's faster, and I they get play experiences. Yeah. And whoever put the playtest together, years ago I was talking with Paul Stormberg mm -hmm. about the need for any game to have a core play experience that everybody's experienced. Right. If you ever played, like, Keep on the Borderlands, that sequence, yeah. people that played that, if they played D&D, &D, they had a particular orientation and feel for it. Mm -hmm. And they had a commonality. And they just enjoyed the game in a particular way, and they could play together. Yes. All right? Mm -hmm. And I looked at that, and I said, you know, every game needs that. Yes. <coughs> And too often what you get is just a couple introductory scenarios. Uh, and that's not enough. In fact, often they simplify them out because they get in a fight with an author or something. And they, they go the wrong direction. And for RuneQuest, I did something called Regular Forks, which is a system that takes you through a year's worth of adventure. Okay. And they had, they had Borderlands, the, the Chiazin version, which is a beautiful product. Mm-hmm but a little bit too expensive yeah. to just make generic. Mm -hmm. At Apple Lane, but that's really too small. Yeah. And, uh, but the D&D Next playtest has taken hundreds of thousands, of, it's taken thousands of players through the same scenario pathway. Yeah. The other thing it's done is because of the way they set up their pre-mades or their pre-generated characters, They've got DMs and players used to sitting down and starting with the pre-generated character. Mm -hmm. So they're comfortable with it. So you can just bring people into a campaign no matter where they're at. And they've established that as a practice. Okay. And they've just done a really sweet job. Yeah. Because of all these people that have been through this particular kind of play experience. They know what to expect. They know how to run it. They know what to do. Mm-hmm. And they'll be comfortable with things that let them join in midstream a game group. That's always a plus. And that's just a beautiful job. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. I'm excited oh. to see it now. What's that? I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited now. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, you does yourself. Shut up. <laughs> uh, and it's you look at it and you go, okay, I can I can take a first edition piece of gaming stuff. I can make it compatible. Mm -hmm. In 15 minutes of editing. Okay. It's extremely fast. Yeah. Run down, change all the armor classes, and it's automatic. Yeah. And the armor class, of course, is basically the to hit. So yeah. I got armor class 15, you got a roll better than that to hit me. Yeah. And so you can, and you can take all the various modifications to armor class mm -hmm. and just slide them right in. And so suddenly you don't need a hit table. All you need is to know the guy's bonuses, a D20 rule, and the and the uh, the monster. There you are. And there's a lot of clean stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That's uh, the way it should be played. Yeah. 
Now, in my stuff, I've skipped the advantage and disadvantages and a bunch of other stuff that's part of the game. Yeah. But that's because I'm lazy. Yeah. And because I don't want to educate people to it. Okay. Not at a con. I want to have something playable. Yeah. And so I'm doing a scenario people can sit down and play mm -hmm. uh, without having to know anything about D&D Next. Yeah. That's how you get new players. And then I can transpose it later, what I'm doing, with, with minimal work. But anyway, I'm excited about the product. Yeah. Just because I like the way it plays and it makes my daughter happy. Hey. That's... And my daughter really enjoys AD&D. Does she? She enjoys the old style stuff. Yeah, Was that your daughter that stopped by a few moments ago? Yeah. Oh, okay. And a friend of hers. Oh, okay. She doesn't like the third and fourth edition stuff. Bless her heart. Yeah. She goes, okay. <laughs> yeah. But she sat down and started playing D&D next, and she enjoys it. Good. Yeah. And so it's like, okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm so envious of you. You have daughters and children who want to play, who can play. <laughs> well. I love getting the young kids into it. Two of the five can. Oh, really? Oh, okay. But. Yeah. I've got a couple of grandsons at home. Their mother won't let them play. I've yeah. got three that died. Really? That's part of what derailed me as a designer. Oh. <laughs> you'll, you'll see there's a whole bunch of productivity from me, and then there's this huge gap. Yeah. And that gap occurred because I buried three kids in five years. Oh, okay. And I just wasn't very productive. I don't blame you. And then some work stuff. And... Uh, to, you know, well, I'm glad you're back, and I'm yeah. glad you're here. Oh, yeah, they, they ran me down. What happened was I was about to throw out a bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. At the same time I was getting ready to throw it out, the guys at uh, Dragonfoot ran me down. I said, oh, well, I guess I'll just give it to you. And they said, wait a moment. Why don't you give it to Paul Stormberg and have him sell it? So I gave it to Paul Stormberg. I thought, you know. What the hell? Yeah, yeah and $15,000 later. Really? Oh. Yeah, and some of the stuff sold for real cheap. And the, the post-bidding really shot it through the roof. Wow. Which was kind of funny. In fact, one guy who got it wrote me an apology letter and asked me if he should send me some money. I told him I'd take 50 cents. <laughs> <laughs> well, what happened was uh, I identified it one way, but Sandy Peterson identified it as something else. Ah, okay. And so he paid like 50 bucks for it. Uh-huh. And then people offered him over five grand. Really? Before they found out that he had framed it, put it on his wall, and added it to his collection of Ferraris. <laughs> and wasn't going to sell it. I wouldn't. Five grand wasn't enough. And he's, oh, so he's, wow. Then he was embarrassed. He's saying, Steve. Yeah. And, uh, and I had some idiot who was complaining. Paul Stormberg should have known it was that valuable. I'm thinking, Paul should know that, but I didn't know it was that valuable. <laughs> you know, Paul did miracles. Knock it off, you idiot. Yeah, please. I'm not upset. <laughs> but, uh... You know, and, you know, Paul got the stuff to people that valued it. That's good. And that's what I wanted. Yeah. Someone caught me giving a bunch of stuff away. They said, you know, you can sell all this. Mm -hmm. I saw one of those. That sold for 300 bucks. And you just gave five of those away. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but the person who's getting them will value them. Mm-hmm. And they're going, but, and I said, look, I already spent over 300 bucks in this con getting stuff together to give away. Yeah. So I gave away some more stuff. Okay. I go, oh. You know. Yeah. These books need to be used. And, and this stuff needs to go to people that will value it and enjoy it. Yes. 
Yes, I, I understand. So that it won't sit in the drawer someplace. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, there's stuff like the, the plane's reality. Uh -huh. Every time Gary was in control, uh -huh. the project was a go. Every time he lost control, uh, quite frankly, there were people who weren't friendly to Gary. They saw me as an attorney and game designer, someone they didn't want to have around. And so suddenly everything gets deep sixed. Yeah. And then Gary'd make a comeback, and then he'd get clobbered again. Oh, and boy. you know, there's some stuff like I did. Uh, um, oh, Dreamweb, which has a different name. Dreamweb, uh, Planescape. Star Strands is what it's called. I'm sorry. People call it Star Strands because they, they did uh, Queen of the Demon Pits, and they didn't want to do Dreamweb. Okay. I, I... But Star Strands, you know. That ended up in Gary's office when it got locked and all his papers were burned. <laughs> I didn't know okay? that. Yeah. And so huh. that was completely typed up in counter sheets, monsters, uh, mini dungeons and everything. All ready to go. And it just went in and out and he just stayed in the file because he was going to publish it when he was in control. It didn't happen. Mm -hmm. uh, but other stuff's out there mm -hmm. and people are able to enjoy it and look at it. You know, the various planes of reality I designed, all the roughs mm -hmm. are out there. Yeah. And a bunch of uh, character classes aligned with them are out there. It's just, you know, it's good to be able to share stuff. Yeah, it needs me to see the light of day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look at, uh, um, I want to say Steve Winter, not Steve Winter, uh, Metamorphosis Alpha. Oh, yeah. 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 That, that just, it's gone through the roof. From Kickstarter, went through the roof. You know, managed yeah. to redo it. And Jim everybody. Ward, right? Jim Ward, yeah. thank you. That's you look for. Yeah. And, and quite frankly, I'm glad to see people here. I'm glad to see them successful. Mm -hmm. You know, I wish Frank had better health, but it's a lot better than it was. Yes, it was. Uh, yeah. He's looking good. He is. Yeah. He's got a lot of color. He'll be back into the bakery before you know it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, that one, that was a year or two ago where he was on the, he was on the, the Lark. The first thing I'm going, Frank, what happened? Are you okay? I want to, you want me to get you something? No, 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 no. It's, I'm just recovering from something. <laughs> I thought yeah, we were going to lose him. Yeah. And Tim Cask is doing better. Oh, yeah. Um, he was running around telling stories. All, you know, one of my biggest of regrets was I skipped Gary Connell was going to make it the next year. Yeah. Because things were really busy at work. Right. And then Gary died. And, you know... You know, and his widow's a sweet lady, mm -hmm. and I, oh. but it's not, you know, it's good to see people. Uh, one of the funniest things was someone said, you know, you're the only person who didn't screw anyone. It's like, I didn't get a chance. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Uh, I remember that. <laughs> it's like a judge caught me being honest. <laughs> I'm looking at him. He said, they missed that on theirs, but you put it back in on yours, didn't you? I said, yeah. He said, you were so honest you couldn't help yourself. And I go, judge. He goes, it's okay. It's okay to be honest. <laughs> it just happened last month. Wow. It's like, that's what it was, you know. They, yeah. I just, anyway. It's, it's but, yeah. But I'll get over it someday. I've only been, I've, oh, sure. I've been an attorney for more than 30 years, so. Yeah. I will eventually get over being honest. Good. I can do it. <laughs> One you day. You want to be honest or successful? Yeah. I got, you know, I got seven years to retirement, so I got seven years to get over being honest. I figure, you know. Good. 
Well, it's I'll great to it. see you and all the old TSR, and it's great to see the young yeah. people here, too. And do you have any questions? I know I've been talking so fast. And... No. Uh, no, we, I think you've answered everything and, yeah, and given us more like, we needed. Totally. Yeah, you're better than going to one of the uh, to one of the seminars. <laughs> but let me give you let me give you the last word, okay? Okay, go ahead. Because I was talking with the guys who are doing the you know the, the Gary Guy. Well, in a way, it's a Gary Guy gag so documentary. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, the D and D thing. And I said, look, they're trying to make sense out of things. So what happened is, no one trusted Gary. To do what he was doing. I know. Uh, and so what would happen is Gary would take control and things would go from disastrous to success. You look at when, you know, the early deaths, when he took over. Mm -hmm. and, and then what people would look at and go, my gosh, sales are tripling and doubling to tripling every year. This is such a successful thing. We can't trust him to run it. Uh, and so they would, they would take, they would grab it to save it. Mm -hmm. and of course, then they'd screw it up. They screwed up badly enough. They let Gary back in, and Gary would fix it. Mm -hmm. And that kept rinsing and repeating. And nobody understood that if Gary was saving it, mm -hmm. that maybe he was also fit to run it. Yeah, I don't understand that at all. Because they kept looking at him and saying, well, he's not a professional. Then an underwriter. He's a, he, he knows he was, how to write. <laughs> well, he'd been an underwriter. Right. Insurance. He had technical intelligence. He was brilliant. Mm -hmm. He had, a, after some early mis mistakes, which were something everybody shared, mm -hmm. he understood fans very well. His early mistake was believing that nobody would want to buy pre-generated uh, role-playing materials because, after all, who could go through stuff faster than they could produce it? Yeah. yeah. And he got his a, tune. And he got, he got a feel for how limited other people's creati creativity was. Right. And once he understood that, he didn't make another mistake. Yeah. It's almost, and that's a, that's a real minor mistake. Yeah. Just, it's almost like, you know, when Disney came so successful in the 50s and 60s and they thought, Walt isn't fit to run it, and so they, you know, depose him or something. It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. it's like saying, okay, Gary's vision is what's carrying us through. Yeah. And Gary's management style is what saved you from bankruptcy. Right. But he's not fit to keep doing it. Yeah. Because now it's time to get professionals in and do it right. That's stupid talk. And of course, the people that they brought in never understood what they were doing. And then it would all go south again. Exactly. Yep. And then, uh, unfortunately, the last person they used to depose Gary yeah. uh, just ran into the ground. Mm -hmm. and instead of bringing Gary back, they flipped it over and... That's why... Well, anyway, it looks like 5th edition is going to be a return to the spirit Gary had. I hope so. I'm I hope really so hopeful too. of that. Yeah. You know, uh, you know uh, I can quite frankly say lots and lots of really harsh, nasty things. Mm -hmm. I'm really good at that, actually. Mm -hmm. Even though you haven't seen that side of me. Yeah, well, you know, considering a, your profession, I don't know if I want to. Let <laughs> me tell you this. As a 15-year-old, mm -hmm. I took a sergeant major apart. You did? Yes. Wow. And I've gotten better. Okay, good. But you know, they don't deserve it. From what I've seen of 5th edition, yeah. now if you'd asked me this about 4th edition, uh -huh. but I, I skipped it, so I didn't feel like... But what I'm saying of D&D &D Next, I don't have any of those nasty things to say. Okay. 
And so I'm very hopeful for the hobby, uh -huh. for the product. Uh, I'm hopeful that this product launch mm -hmm. will be right on target. Yeah. And I'm very hopeful that people will be able to take all the stuff you see, like this con hair, mm -hmm. everything that Lesser Gnome's got, and all their competitors, mm -hmm. and it will all transfer easily. Yeah. Because they've made a real point of making it so first AD&D stuff transfers easily. Yeah. And that's a huge, that huge a, body of work. It is a huge step up. And it could, it could be a wonderful unifying thing. Yeah. Bringing the history of the, of the game into its present. And that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. The biggest, the biggest thing with them that, that's going to be a leg up is backwards compatibility. To everything. Well, basic look. The basic starter edition looks like it's gonna be so. Yeah. But you know, with all that material out there, it's not like there's not an appetite for material. <clears throat> you know, is the Chicago groups that were playing six, seven days a week, five to ten hours a day, mm -hmm. you know, demonstrated. There is just there's not an end to people's appetite for material. That's right. But anyway, I got to say what I wanted to say about Gary, which okay. was people, that's what caused, if you look at the history of the industry, mm -hmm. that's the underlying theme, is people would rely on Gary to save him, save them. I wouldn't trust him to run it. But they wouldn't trust him once he'd saved it. Yeah. <laughs> and they, 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 like they lacked an appreciation. Yeah. And that's, if you look at all the cycles... That repeats itself over and over again. Yes, it does. There's a disaster from early on. Gary steps in and saves things. There is expansion, and then you've got to call in the professionals, and it derails. Gary steps in and saves things, and it's and that's his legacy. And now he's gone. There's no Gary to step in and fix it. But it, his vision seems to be carried through. It's good. And I'm very hopeful. Well, yeah. they tried to have their own Gary step in with Monty Cook for a while. Oh, really? Oh, that was their fix-all guy. But okay. he kind of stepped away and said, I, I, I can't take this. Well, it, it, the, the, the system they had got too big for a single person to handle. The current system is, you know, I can, well, you saw what I did. I sat down. I could sit down. I could transpose it mm -hmm. to everything I used to do. Yeah. Okay, you know, week and a half, spare time. Yeah. You know, I tried a case to a jury in that time, wow. got a summary judgment, uh -huh. did my reporting, set up uh, depositions to start Monday next week. Oh, wow. And got a day off to come to, the, you know, Friday so I could come to the con. Yeah. And I was able to do this. And this, too. I'll tell you, I could not have done that with third edition. No, 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 no. not at all. I don't even think you do it for four, with fourth. RuneQuest, I could have done it with because it was an, I'd already transposed to RuneQuest, so it wouldn't have actually yeah, taken well, it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But I could. But D and D next is very is a very smooth transition. Yeah. And a very pretty one. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited about it. I, I'm taking a wait and see attitude, but I can understand the excitement. Well, I'm hopeful. You know, yeah. they could screw it up between now and launch. Yeah. Never, never overestimate what stupidity can accomplish. No, yes. <laughs> but it seems to be very much on track. Yeah, that's good. And having watched the playtest stuff, mm -hmm. uh, that makes me hopeful. Yeah. Uh, my favorite was 
the players are able to get in over their head. Uh -huh. There's a kind of deus machina that avoids the total party kill, mm -hmm. and they don't get any loot. <laughs> and it's beautifully executed, and it's telegraphed. Yes. So you, know, you can tell they're going to get in over their heads, and you can tell there's a way they can get out of it, yeah. and they don't get anything except they survived. Yeah. Sometimes that's all you get. Yeah. And that's all you get if you followed all the clues. Yeah. And that was just, I thought it was very, very nice. That's a, that's a, anyway, enough for me saying nice things about someone else. That's all right. That's all right. You're, you're anyway, thank you, guys. Well, thank, yeah, you thank, you for, thank you for stopping by. Thank you for stopping by, Steve. It's really a pleasure. My pleasure. And uh, uh, good, good luck with your game. And okay, and you've got other questions later. Something comes up. Feel free to ask me. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. Absolutely. So that was interesting. Yeah, that was interesting, very much so. Find a little bit about uh, Steve's life and the game yeah, he's running. Yeah, I mean, little, that was better than going to a seminar. That was great. A little Gary history there, going yeah. off the uh, convention, for an old cool convention. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Steve's packing in, up his, his Put that in bag. the Wild Games uh, archive vault. Oh, well, do we have a vault sound? Yes, we have a vault. Not a sound, but... Oh. Okay. Uh huh. Ah, okay. So we'll put that in the vault and uh, okay, yeah. lock we'll, that one up. Yeah, let, let everybody guys. review it and. Uh... Oh no, 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 no. no. Don't steal as much. Only steal as much as you can carry. Only steal as much as you can carry. <laughs> yeah. Delightful guy. Delightful. Really? Jim Wampa was pacing in the background. If you, yeah, yeah. He just apparently woke up. All right, it's your turn. <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful <laughs> podcasting, line. <laughs> well, he's sitting around there going, well, am I going to talk? Am I going to get to talk? He didn't say a single word. What are you talking about? Yeah, Everybody, Jim Wampa is sitting in with us now from uh, Spellburn and Save or Die podcast. Save, yeah, Mr. DCC and Mr. Save or Die. I guess you ran out of interesting people to interview. Yeah, we did. Okay. So it's time to drag the bottom of the barrel. Well, you weren't smoking outside, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's always, you're you won't, like, hear any, you won't hear anything inside your headset, just mostly just to, to yeah. hold the microphone. This yeah. is a weird way to do a podcast because I see you guys in person. Well, we could put a wall up in front of you if you want. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's like a, you sheet, want a, that. a sheet with silhouettes. <laughs> we can have Glenn take his shirt off, you know. Yeah. Gamer protection program. <laughs> this is pretty cool. It's pretty ambitious. So, how, so how's, the how's the gong going for you, Jim? That's great. I mean, this is one of my favorite cons I come to. Yeah. Uh, the thing that makes this one special to me is getting to see you guys in person. Oh, thank you. Definitely. Liz and Mike. And yeah, Mike was sitting over here stalking us a while with his headset, and Liz is like, we're going, and they ran off. Yeah. <laughs> she couldn't wait that. any longer. I mean, I've done a lot of cool stuff that I've had fun doing, but so far the shining moment of the whole convention was watching Liz get to play Jasmine card game with Darlene. Yeah. I mean, I got to get her know, autograph. I forgot about that. Her little gamer girl light was glowing brightly. Yes, she was just beaming while we were playing with Frank. Oh, all we did last night was was get a total party wipe out of Metamorphosis Alpha and Michael Curtis. Really? It was cutting me no no. There were no friend cards being played. I was cutting no slack. <laughs> you should be useful. You should be used to dying by now. Well, they yeah, say we're, as long as you're having fun, you're is. doing it right. 
So don't uh, goose me or anything, okay? So we're recording live, right? Yeah, we're recording okay, here. We're yeah, recording live. <laughs> These people are coming over. Uh, Matt Evans Odin stopped by and just gave this con report. He killed one person. That was Brad. Should we have like a news thing? You killed? Did you kill the Gooblet too? No. Uh, Gooblet went and stole the keys. Right on. That's wonderful. Well, nobody can hear them. Oh well. Nice seeing you guys. Anyway, Jim. Yeah, but we're here talking to Jim Wampler. That's more important right now. Yeah, well, he's our special. The golden rule, right, is as long as you're having fun, you're doing it right. That's Apparently, correct. last night in Memorial Safa, I was sitting at a table with nine other players whose idea of having fun was to try and kill themselves as quickly as possible. That sounds like a fun time. Well, it was fun for the DM. <laughs> <laughs> but we got to play test a new adventure that's, that's going to be coming is, out. Is that soon. Jim? Is that Jim Ward? Do, no, no Michael it? Curtis. Mike Curtis. Uh, okay. He's got one uh, MA adventure out already, uh, the Android Underlords, and this was one called One Ring to Rule Them All or something oh, okay. like that. I noticed the DCC people were here. With, uh, our Black Play was selling the DCC stuff. Yeah, I'll be playing some DCC with Doug Kovacs tomorrow. Um, are you going to be playing uh, MCC? Or running MCC? Uh, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm not in the schedule, but I'm going to run a one-off out in the atrium yeah. tomorrow. So MCC is okay to talk about then? Uh, sure. Apparently, I mean, so now. tell us about MCC, Jim. Uh, Mutant well, Crawl Classics. Classics RPG is this thing I've written that's basically the post-apocalyptic version of Dungeon Crawl Classics. You just think Gamma World meets DCC. And okay. You've got it in a nutshell. Yeah. And uh, Joseph Goodman's looking at it. He's interested in it, but uh, it's not forthcoming soon or anything like that. It's an early playtest stage. Gotcha. My rough draft of the rules. Yeah, but uh, I was excited about it. Because, like I said, I don't like DCC, but I think it would work great in Mutant Crawl Classics. Well, uh, DCC is a great rule set. And oh, it, it is. It's very flexible. It, the uh, goal I had with the, the thing I'm writing is how Gary always intended AD&D and Gamma World to integrate, and even yes. with Food Hill. Yeah. That was the goal, and he was even working towards that before he left TSR. And what I've written is 100% compatible with DCC. Good. So you could run a mutant in the medieval fantasy campaign or sweep your magic user How dare you! Into, <laughs> into the far future. Or if you want to pull out the old uh, Arneson uh, can't think of the name of the module. Damn it. Blackmore? No. Temple of the Frog? It's got androids. Well, it? Temple of the Frog too. I was thinking of the uh, Barry Peaks. You probably have Barry Peaks in it. Right, right. It's right. the same thing. Yeah. Same same idea. Yeah. Say what? DCC, MCC, you know. Hmm. I know what I'm talking about. I really do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everybody has their own taste that they enjoy playing right. best, but there's nothing more old school than dropping, you know, a death machine robot into the middle of a dungeon or, a, <laughs> yeah. you know, your party going through a portal and ending up fighting robots. Yeah. So what were we looking at, like two years before that's out or something like that? Uh, I have no idea. That's up to the Dark Master. You mean Vince? No, I'm not. No, that's the podcast. I'm the evil overlord. Oh, okay. okay. No, that's the uh, nom de plume of Joseph Goodman, which is hysterical because we all call him the Dark Master, uh -huh. but you meet him and it's like, hi, I'm the Dark Master. I mean, he's the nicest guy on earth. <laughs> he talks like that too? Oh, well, maybe not quite that. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I do a killer Michael Curtis, though, ask anybody. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, you have uh, suffered 10 disapproval. Uh, you are webbed for five hours. And uh, unfortunately, I am now going to have to ask you to roll another saving throw. 
That's pretty that's good. That's my mic, Curtis. That's pretty good. Well, it's so glad ta- it's recorded so he can hear that now. We, we've got, oh, we've got he, he made me do it for his girlfriend who's here at the con. And, and he's like, that doesn't sound anything like me. And she's like, yay, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So, I'll tell you later. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm glad you're having fun. What, what do you got signed up for? What are you signed up for? Uh, this evening I'm going to be playing another Michael Curtis game that he's running only at North Texas Con. It's going to be called, appropriately enough, Dallas. In space. Space, 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 space. Right. right. Is there going to be any pigs in the game? I have no idea what to expect. Uh, uh, something to do with the TV show and something to do with science fiction and outer space. Oh. If, I can... Boy. if we keep EK in that, we can all at least wake up the next morning in the shower and it was all a dream. That's right. I forgot about that. That's right. And DMs pull that stuff all the time anyway. And then Patrick Duffy's... Oh, wait, wrong show. Sorry. No, I hope not, Patrick. <laughs> Dallas? Yeah, I know. I know. Man, Doug and Mike uh, uh, run a great con. They I mean, do. It's like a well-oiled they military we were, operation. We were talking Doug earlier, and it's like, he's got it down. Yeah. He really does. But they clearly are doing it for the love of gaming. Yeah. Not to make money. That's right. And in a way, I'm glad they're capping it, because I'd hate to have to move it out of this beautiful hotel. You know, this is one of the best venues I've ever seen for a convention, especially this size. Well, at least when they do cap it, we know as previous attendees, we made the cut. We could still weasel in. Uh, except your name is Hallstrom, I think. Uh, they have a band. I see a picture of you on the sign there. It says, do not, no, no symbol. Do not accept checks from this man. <laughs> well, I was assuming if we all behave ourselves. Oh, yes. Well, no, I'm not going to be burning down a game table at any time or trashing my room. Spinning his head, uh, his head over his head. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, if anybody could do it, Glenn could do it. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you broke your shoulder last year, and you were still invited back. That's, so. It wasn't my fault. <laughs> yeah. God. Hey, things happen, you know. You're the only gaming convention fatality I've ever heard of. <coughs> you hoarding there, Glenn? Oh, it's a it's a die that Tim Cass gave me because he's in it's from uh, GaryCon, 2014. Sweet. Sweet. I actually designed that. Yeah. He said the guy handed me a bag at the end of the con. He says, here, hand him out to all your other cons. All right. So he just went through it. It was like, here, have a die, have a die, have a die, have a die. Which, I don't know who gets wound up about what. I was in a Rite Aid drugstore in Dayton a couple of weeks ago and found a little box of dinosaurs that had little plastic boulets in it. So I snagged a couple. Wow. Tim's going to autograph them, you know, as the creator, official creator of the boulet. Oh, wow. <laughs> If anybody survives his game, that's the prize. So yeah. he's got two. Yeah, I told him, if you see that guy Wobbler, tell him I still want one of his uh, his Mutant Crawl Classics dies. Oh, you do? You got one? You do personally? Yeah. Yeah, I brought some. Okay, cool. I had them on me last night. I'd like to you. see them. Yeah, they're, Where are they're they? green, and they're, uh, they got this nuclear symbol on what, the one or the six? Yeah, yeah, and the two through six is the broken glass font, like the Gamma World logo. Oh, cool. You'll yeah. Show me that later. I'd like to see it. Yeah, that'd be cool. And uh, they are actually mm-hmm. technically radioactive. And, and actually for... radioactive? We get in trouble for holding them? Or? No, 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 oh, they can't okay. hurt you. I uh, <laughs> I work at a tech startup, so I got a little, like, you can order it on Amazon. Anybody can. It's a little uranium ore sample. And I oh, wow. put them in a cigar box with them, and they register about two, three counts a minute. <laughs> slightly less radioactive than the potassium in a banana. Okay. Oh, so don't, right. don't so, eat so if I need my potassium every day, I just hold on to this rock no, for a Glenn, little while. Oh, no. okay. I didn't know. No. You never know. You might get a mutant power. Yeah. Or that would be a good Kickstarter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so you've already got the mutation taller. Yeah, here's, <laughs> here's the radioactive rock. I need umpteen thousand to dig these up and radio, you know. Yeah, whatever. 
You let me go on. Why are you letting me go on? Because I let you hang yourself. That's oh, why. shut up. <laughs> so People you. love me for it. Oh, I didn't say anybody didn't love you for it. Uh-huh. Okay, so there we are. Wow. So, uh... I'm glad you've been having a good. I'm glad you've been having a good time. <laughs> I'm be glad you've been having a good time here. I mean, every every year you're the first shining face I see now. Well, sorry about your luck, but uh, uh, that's because you're all you're always outside smoking. <laughs> I mean, I was a listener to Saber Die. I know, but, but I'm saying every, before I got on, weaseled my way onto the show, and uh, the whole reason I liked Saber Die is you guys just sounded like fun people that I would actually want to sit down and game with. You, have you I weaseled you on the show, actually. Well, yeah. Well, have, you, have you regretted that decision yet? Yeah. When have you? Re when are you going to start regretting that? Yeah. Yeah. When are you going to start well, killing well, me? I, last night, as we were wiping Memoir Safa, I was regretting I wasn't in B Bad Mike's B One with you and Liz. That's true. Like and last Matt and uh, Zach. Oh my God, it was hilarious. <laughs> hey, the, the barbarians are attacking. Can I choose my language yet? That was Zach. <laughs> as soon as I heard you got your dogs through the whole module, I told Mike, okay, yeah. that'll be half in the well, next episode. You, know, so you I don't, just need I don't, to write it in the show notes. I mean, advance. he says the curse is broken, but I don't know because Liz had the dog at the time. Her cleric had the dog because I was trapped below with the rest of the guys in the second level that got, when they had the earthquake and it collapsed the, the stairs. So I don't know if I want to – I'd like to credit Liz for that one. So She's a but wild woman. Woo-hoo! Wow. You've been to a bunch of these. This is only my second North Texas RPG I've con. I've been doing it uh, yeah, since 2011. My second, too. Yeah. This guy would show up, you know, say everything stinks and leaves. But... Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, that's because I was standing next to you, so... Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, you were standing... Oh, that's a buddy. That's uh, buddy. You got that one. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. Didn't go oh, over boy. his head this time. Yeah. We just got to get you guys coming up to GaryCon now. Yeah, I'd like, I'd to, like do to do that. If you guys ever figure out something to do for Becky that doesn't and my involve, wife too. yeah, that doesn't involve cold. <laughs> it's like, that's a hard sell at that time of year. It really is. I haven't been married in a couple of decades. I might have lost my wife persuasion skills. Yeah, yeah. I mainly know how not to aggro, aggro other. See, at least with Gen Con, my wife had something to do while we were there. She walked around the convention hall and bought stuff, even mm -hmm. though she wasn't a gamer. She bought like artwork and stuff. Right. And she talked to all the artists, and then she went out into the zoo and everything. So. Gotcha. She doesn't want to come here because what would she come here for? We live in Texas, so. Yeah. Because the Gary Con, she doesn't yeah. want to go up there. So why am I going to go to Wisconsin? Cheese? No, it's not cheese. <laughs> there is good cheese. Cheese? <laughs> the Packers? I don't know. Well, I drive up with Tim Casket the whole way up there. The first year, he's like cheese curds. You got to have these cheese curds, and I'm just like, you know, like you with your parents or your uncle or something. I'm one in, in one ear and out the other, and then I had some. I'm like, oh my god, these are good. Yeah, they are good. I actually had some one time. It was like I didn't know what a funnel cake was until I went to my first fair. So funnel cake, funnel cake, and the and the big turkey legs. That's what I always sell here: is funnel cake and big turkey. Make it like a fair atmosphere. I love big know? turkey legs. Like Arr. yeah, I love big butts and I can't deny. But oh, that was a personal preference there. Going to keep it off the show. <laughs> TMI, TMI. Well, you, you know they had like a cotton candy machine out there and a you know, oh, big corn butt machine. Corn oh. <laughs> I can't. Uh, no, no. I'm not. No, I, I don't want to think about that. Cotton candy and big butts do not go together. <laughs> well, they could. <laughs> In your dreams, yes. 
So, Vince, you'll need to drop a marker at this point in the audio track to know what part to excise. No, later. everything's in the staying in the show that's in the show, so. Okay. <laughs> I like big cons and I can't deny. I don't know. Uh, Glenn's like a lot like Vegas. You're there, you keep it there, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, okay. That's me, Glenn Vegas Hallstrom. Well, I mean. That goes well. Yes. You guys are like the choir to preach to, but anybody that's listening that wants to know why the hell they should come down to Texas, I mean, it's, I think probably all these uh, TSR guys go to Gen Con, most of them. Yeah. Almost every one of them, yeah. I've yeah. seen every one of them there. But you've got to find them in the middle of 45,000 people. Here, you walk right up to them, ask them for an yes. autograph or something, or just sit down and talk to them or play a game with them. Or you just wander the hall and Frank Menser comes up to you and says, hey, you want to play a game? Yeah. Like you did today with us. Yeah, exactly. He's like, hey, you want to play a board game? It would take 15 minutes. Okay. Puts it down. Yeah. yeah. It's like, he even brought the game to the table we were sitting at. Yeah. Yeah, and that was... that was. You can't, How many places on earth could that possibly yeah. happen? Could that happen at GaryCon? Yeah, yeah, it's the same deal. Yeah. Same, uh, it's a little bigger. I yeah, mean, that's, that's why I tell everybody. GaryCon's like, it's North Texas, only colder. Burr. It is that. Yeah. Burr. Burr is right. I mean, spending, like there's a lot of tour stuff that your wife would enjoy, but you're taking your chances in March. Uh, this year it wasn't too bad. Last year it was six inches of snow and about 15 degrees. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, it's a, it's a. If it involves a plane ride, we really start thinking about it. <laughs> if I can drive to it, not so much. You know, we just got a hotel room and gas to deal with. So, uh, yeah. But there's, if there's a plane ride involved, then I know you could drive up, but. <laughs> I don't well, see Chris myself Clark driving up those, without uh, falling asleep at the wheel. Chris Clark and uh, some of the Eldridge crew drove, drove down here from Wisconsin. Wow. Doug Kovacs came down from Chicago. Wow. And drove? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. It's like 1,100 miles. Wow. Well, uh, really want to come to a convention, you'll do what needs to be done. I guess so. Glenn. Ah. <laughs> we haven't done that in a while. Yeah. Ghostbusters game, I'm going to find a way to kill you. Uh, Excuse me? Nothing, nothing. Uh-huh. Anyway, thanks for being with us, Jim. Oh, hey, my pleasure. Hey, this is awesome sauce. Oh, that, that basically is Glenn saying, get out. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> your, your time he is said, up. Everything interesting I care to hear. Yeah, no, we don't care about anything else you have no, to say. No, it's so. more like Glenn saying, I got to go pee. <laughs> Hit the ejector seat. <laughs> okay, Glenn. <laughs> I guess I'll sit here and do a solo podcast while Glenn goes and pees. <laughs> you can sit here and ask me if it's like chili peppers burn your gut or something. <laughs> oh, jeez, chili peppers burn your gut. That was a long time ago, quote. Yes, it was. And you never got the fact that I asked to answer my own question on the show one yeah, time. You did, yeah. You said the question and then answered it afterwards, and I was just like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for the Thaco's Hammer where you're your own guest. Hey, everybody. This is DM Glenn, and my guest today is DM Glenn. How you doing, Glenn? I'm fine, Glenn. And how about you? Oh, I'm good, Glenn. Thanks, Glenn. <laughs> Corey, Corey's tried to beat me to that, yeah. I'm sure somewhere there's enough Jim Beam to make that happen. Somewhere. Like when we did that one... Uh, Saturday night game, and I was, like, uh, lucid from uh, taking all those drugs because I broke my wrist. Uh-huh. And you're like, I want to start recording this! Because yes. I, I was off the wall with everything I was saying. You were. Well, people are on us all the time to do a Save or Die actual play podcast, and we can't. because yeah. It's hard to get you guys together. Well, if I'm having fun, I'm cursing like a sailor, and uh, shockingly, Liz cannot cuss all of us when she lets it rip. Yeah, uh, yeah I know. <laughs> she couldn't say the thing with... She had a mouthful, yeah. Well, that's the, that's I said the thing. Oh, okay. You don't listen very well, do you? No, I don't. All right, fine. I'm sorry. Are you talking? Yeah, whatever. 
Well, I've, I've got an idea for a show, though. You know, uh, like sometimes we do slip and we'll like censor beep it out in the recording. But it's fun to drop those censor beeps in at just random places because then even when you're not cursing, it sounds like you're cursing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. They do that all the time. Oh, yeah. So, Glenn, if you have to just step away, go ahead. All right. I will. I'll just have a chat with Jim while you're gone. Yeah, don't don't be too hard on him. Aw. I can replace you for now. You're replaceable. There's a double entendre there somewhere. Yeah, I'm uh, sure there is. Oh, yeah. I'll see you in a few minutes, folks. Does he burps his way right off the microphone? That's just, just Glenn. I'm spoiled by this mute. Uh, at home, I have a mute button for my smoker's cough. We should have a, there's a mute button on there. I found it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Glenn's now muted and gone. We're Glennless right now. So if Mike and Liz been on? No, uh, they were here, and um, Doug was here, and Steve Cook was here. So. Uh, oh, Steve Cook. Steve Marsh. I think Steve Cook. Sorry. Steve Marsh. And then they couldn't wait and they just took off. So for RFI or for Wild Games Productions, is that all of us that are here? That's it, yeah. The five of us. I'm uh, I'm looking forward. uh been reading uh, Technar's Tavern and he's getting a podcast together. I've been looking forward to that. And he's here somewhere. I just can't find him to meet I, him. I can't. I know. We were supposed to meet up and just hang out for a little bit, but I don't know what he looks like, to be honest. He, he uh, has a puppet with him that he wants to interview people with. A puppet? The dragon puppet. Yeah, he used to do it a long time ago. He interviewed people with him. Well, that gives me a visual marker to search for anyway. But I don't know if he has it with him the whole time, though. I don't know. We'd have to ask Doug or, or, or Mike what game he's in. I've been trying to figure it out, but I know he's playing in a bunch of games. So I just want to meet the dude because I'm obviously a fan of his blog, and I know if they do a podcast, it should be pretty rocking. We get a lot of feedback to our various podcasts on, in like in the comment sections of this blog, and I always pay attention to that, the positive and the negative. It's, you know, it's all good, honest feedback. Yeah, we did a, a big episode how to play, like the beginner's guide to first edition AD&D, how to play if you were a brand new player, and he did a lot of good feedback on that for us, so hopefully uh, people really enjoyed that one. It's, it's weird how this is such a small convention, but if you're not careful, you'll miss people. Because uh, uh, Chad from Dead Game Society was at GaryCon, and I saw him just say hi in passing a couple times, but never got a chance to sit and spend any time with him. He missed quite a few people that he wanted to sit with, he said. Well, maybe that was somebody we knew. I was listening to him on RFI the other day, and he was talking about doing the Gamma World episode. I'm looking forward to that one. I think... Uh, you want to, if you were do, hoping you guys, no, I don't, someone else, I don't know, I lost. <laughs> I don't know, Chad was talking about a bunch of stuff, I can't remember what he said, something about you, what you were doing, and maybe it had to do with Gary Con. I'm not sure. Well, no, I asked him if I could come on the episode. Well, oh, Gamma maybe that's episode. what it was, yeah, that's right. He was saying you are going to come on to do one of the shows for Gamma World. Well, you know how, like, we all, at least in our generation, we mostly all started with uh, D&D, even Glenn, I think, and then and then he went to Champions, and Gamma World was always, like, my second favorite I think thing. Glenn actually started with Champions. Did he do it the other way around? I think he did it backward. He did it asswards. Speaking about Glenn, he's uh, slowly making his way back, and that's true. What the hell is that all about? I was muting you and unmuting you. Well, I, yeah, you did the right thing. Okay. I know what I'm doing. Oh, okay. What? There goes the next best part of North Texas Con. The young, like the, the kids, next generation, yeah. yes. That's Steve Marsh's daughter. Oh, I, will, yeah. I will get my grandson here eventually. Gage? 
Yes, Gage. He's 10 years old. He's about ready, but his mother, no. Hey, you want to get some email reaction to the show? This is why I don't understand what all the fuss is about 5e. I'm all for it because it'll be in stores and it'll get that next generation of gamers started. I can't argue with that, really. No, no, we can't. I mean, we, had, we just had C. Marsh here, and he just, like, he is totally impressed with 5th edition. And he hopes the best for it. And, uh, well, he didn't say anything bad about 4th, but that tells you, you know, how much that they... Well, he kind of did in a way. <laughs> in a way, not very much. But, I mean, that tells you how, how much they're trying to get back the people they've alienated. Well, I don't... I know you started about the same time I did. I don't know when you started, Vince, but I mean, we were just playing D and D. Yeah, it's all yeah. I mean, we didn't even distinguish between so-called basic had and these, AD&D. Had these, we had these. Uh, well, I started in AD and D first edition, and it's like these three books. Let's go. Oh, you didn't start Champions and then went over. I thought you were no, Champions. No, it's AD and D, Gamma World. Oh, you were right then. Okay. AD and D, Champions, Warhammer. All right, we don't back, need, we don't need your entire back history. Back to AD&D. We don't need your entire history, thank you. Well, you just got it. All right, sorry. I forgot to throw an RPGA there. So, there we go. <laughs> Remember, back Remember back in the day, though, you just played oh, yeah. everything. Something new came out, you tried it. I don't, I don't think Jim knows how to handle us. He thought take us in. He just kind of sits there for a moment looking at us after we banter. And he's, okay, well, I'll just talk about this. <laughs> he, is, he, is, he can be inscrutable in person. Because he's always got this smile on his face. You don't know what he's thinking. Yeah. Really? Yeah. He's got that evil look behind his eyes. I don't have any poker eyes. face at all. I say evil, just inscrutable. It's right on my head. It's just inscrutable. He's got that know? evil look in his eyes, behind the eyes there. You know? I'm afraid to piss him off. I really am. He might look like he could take you out. He's, no, but he, he, can, he it looks like he can go real fast to like a psychotic look. Like, I'll wait till you sleep. <laughs> I'll get you in your sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Or he'll Maybe or he'll a draw a comic man. about you. So yeah, there you go. I'd rather that's have a... him draw a comic about me. Than... Well, you know that because you do cartoons too. Yeah, you never that's wanna, true. You never want to get in a pissing match with a cartoonist because you're eventually going to pay for it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't. No, if you want to call what I do cartooning. What you do great artwork? What are you talking? What about? What makes you say that? More or less. Uh, look at my sketchbook. I go, no, I don't. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Okay. Hey, you heard it, folks. Glenn does. I mean, there's a whole artist row out there, and it's it's every single one of us. I guarantee it. All think our stuff is lame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or sit around and worry yeah. about. Yeah. Well, you're the biggest critic I've ever seen of your own stuff. That's one of the reasons Michael Curtis and I are such good friends. We both got this little demon that sits on mm-hmm. our shoulder and constantly says well, bad things is. to us about our stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what that is on his shoulder. Yeah. Thought it was a turd. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you, you know what I mean. I was excited to get uh, to get an assignment to write for Goodman, yeah. and then I'm sweating the deadline like crazy. Oh yeah, that's what, that's it, what happens. Hey, I got it. Then I hit my deadline. I should be happy. And now all I can sit around and think about is I haven't heard my I haven't got my notes back yet. Uh, I don't know if they like it. Yeah, it's always like, yay, I got it. Oh god, I got it. <laughs> I think there's something intrinsic to the creative mind yeah. that causes that. Well, it's because, you know, everybody wants, to, well, like the song says, everybody wants to be a Hank Williams, but nobody wants to die. You know, they right. all want the, the, they all want the goodies. They don't want to go through the, through the BS. Yeah, well, I'm sorry if my expression spooks anybody. No, I'm that's all right. I know you are. I know you are. But, uh, yeah, you're the most pussycatish guy I've ever seen. I been. I just invented a new word. Pussycatted? Pussycatish. You'll find that at Webster's Dictionary next year, folks. 
Well, this was something we were, DM Todd and I were talking about, because uh, he just went to his first GaryCon, was uh, different GM styles when the party wipes. Yeah. Or when your character dies. Because, like, Jim Ward is the nicest guy on earth. It's like getting killed by your kindly old grandpa. He's just like, well, that's very unfortunate for you, but it makes me quite happy. And then he just tears your character sheet in two. Uh -huh. I just do this thing where I sort of just bow my head and hold my hand out for the character sheet. Yeah. Yeah. Matt has a... Matt's just... <laughs> What's he cackle No, well, he does this chair cackling and stuff, but when he dies, it's mostly Brad. It's like, you died, dude, with this Cheshire Cat grin on his face. <laughs> what are we doing Ghostbusters? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And uh, Tim Cass, what is it? Hey, you're dead. Get out of here. Tim's fairly nice about the event as it takes place. Good. It's just the frequency with which it happens. That's true. That's true. You always got a couple of Gary cons ago, he gave us all potions of 100% hit point restoration. Everybody got one at the start of the adventure, and I'm like, okay, cool. I'm not dying in this one. But you have to be conscious to use it. And the first thing that happened to me is, you know, I got slept and then fell out of a cloud. Oh, thank you, Tim. <laughs> Dead. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you want some Ghostbusters, huh? Uh-huh. Okay. Some, some Glenn Ghostbusters. Well, I can try it if we can find a few more people to... This is how it works in North Texas, folks. You just say, I want to play something, and then, okay, get a few more There's people There's plenty of people we'll just go. sitting around doing nothing yeah. while they're waiting for other games, and they'll just... i got to go upstairs and get my GB stuff. Yeah, to... that's fine. Well, well, would you rather me force you to play, play a, run a Marvel game? I got that, too. <laughs> Whatever you want to run, we'll play. Okay. You okay, boss? Good, good. I wish the timing was working out better for all of us because uh, Mike's running victorious on Sunday, but I'll be heading to the airport. Yeah, he already told me it was full. I was going to think about showing up and see if anybody dropped because Sunday everybody wants to go home. So. Well, you never know. Someone could still drop. Yeah. Or I you mean, can kill somebody and take their spot. Yeah. Jeff D runs his V&D game on Sundays now. That's why I don't play it. Oh, he is running a V and V game this year. Yeah, his, his the new v. edition of Game of Thrones, the third, fifth, whatever I edition do not it is. Know. That thing's been like coming. The so one that we played a couple yeah, of years. Is it, it been, still isn't out. Yeah, it's like the second coming. You know, it'll get there. <laughs> He's got two things out there, and one is vis what, villains yeah, and vigilantes, and the other current, one is it's like not the the newest version. That's uh, current version. Oh okay. oh, okay. Yeah, I've got a copy of that, and he signed it. And, you know, he signed my second edition a couple of years ago. Yeah. yeah, he did. He did. He's a nice guy. Oh, very nice guy. Yeah. yeah. Him and his wife always sit there. She's arting away, and he's. I'll say farting away. away Arting. Oh. God, you get the potatoes out of your ears. All right, you? you know, I only have one ear with these headphones on. So. Well, if you wore it right, maybe you would. Well, there's no sound through the headphones, so why would I want to wear it right? I'd be like Jim trying to hear us going, what? Okay, I'll get you a hearing aid next time. What? See? Huh? Nah. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm having to listen to you guys through the headphones because the headphones aren't giving me any audio, and so you're very, very muted. I kind oh. of, so you, I kind of like it this way, Glitz. You don't have to actually hear Thank one? you. Thank you. <laughs> That's why I'm doing this, so I can hear everybody. Okay. Yeah, well, I got hearing problems, too, so. What? See? Huh? Uh. Yep. Oh, boy. I see you both have lesser gnome hats on. Yeah, uh, Zach is a madman when it comes to promotion. Yeah, lesser known with food stains on my T-shirt. Yeah, that's definitely con-like with the food stains. Yeah. Mine was a tip for doing his website. Mine was like part of the promotion. 
he found it. I said on the show, you guys got hats and shirts. I can get a hat and shirt. Next thing I know, he's sending me a hat and shirt. I didn't get a hat and shirt. I don't want a hat and shirt, but I'm just saying. We'll, we'll have to grab Mike and Liz while we're down here and make sure this is cool. But remember when we had Mike Badalato on the episode that we reviewed uh, Whisper and Venom? Yeah. And we joked we should have Zach on when we reviewed North Texas Con. Well, he's here. We should ask him. Yeah. Well, I already asked Mike, if Bad Mike if he'd be on the show after this. So we can do a little switch up, I guess. You didn't hear that from me, folks. Sorry. Oh. No, that was me changing channels. Oh, okay. Oh, Bad Mike is over there and uh, posting up uh, games, yeah. it looks like. Yeah, he is. Definitely. Yeah. Mike and Doug are like Tony Stark with a little power thing in their chest. I mean, they, they uh, Wednesday night, they were in here at midnight to 6 a.m. setting up, and then like three or four hours later, they're back in, yeah. in the area. Yeah, running stuff. Well, they have to, you know, get everything set up for everybody, so everybody's counting on them. Yeah. So. Sounds ridiculously quiet in here. I think it'd be louder than that in here. Yeah, you could probably go out there. You get all the noise. No, it's like warm out there. I don't want to go out there. Oh, heaven forbid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you've got your raffle ticket in your name badge. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I just. That would have been a good idea. Me too. Just I got another raffle ticket it. from somebody else who was raffling off uh, stuff over Blackblade. Hey, there's like a old, uh, old yellow cover of chainmail somewhere in the raffle. I saw that. I saw that. Yes. Yeah. That would be sweet. Man. I wanted to find out where uh, was it Tim Cask or somebody that's, that's, that went up to the table where Frank was and stuff. And he had all these boxes of like the brown boxes, the original brown boxes. Where the hell are those repros? Where the hell did you get those? <laughs> are you talking about the thing Zach posted on Facebook? No, no, no. I mean, I was at the table. I, I can't remember if it was Frank or Tim, but they had a stack of, like, original D&D boxes. Not the wood grain, but, I mean, the white ones. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, are those real? Are those repros? What, what is this? <laughs> yeah, different people have different ideas on that. I don't really care about getting stuff autographed, and... I'm going to beat up and use whatever I own. So yeah. I just need a, like a reader. I'd love to stuff. get autographed. That doesn't mean I'm not going to use it. But, you know, there's a couple things I just want to keep. But I'm I usually have, I usually have, I usually have like a working copy of the thing. Like my BX, my black BX book. I've got a couple of BXs in shrink that's been signed already that sit on my shelf. That book has got the old trash ones that I found on like half price books or the games, use game stores and stuff. And that's what I use if I'm, you know, if I need to deal with BX. Um, yeah, like. Yeah, so you're not wearing out your. I've got three rule cyclopedias, but the one I use most is the one Matt made me off the PDF, which is I call my working copy. You, you remember when you had it on your phone for the longest time? Yeah, the RC. Yeah, yeah that was funny. <laughs> you look at the little phone. I was like, Glenn, really? Remember, I uh, I kept saying I wanted to I wanted to get printed an RC in A4 size, yes. digest size. Yeah. I still do. <laughs> yeah, I have the uh, BX books and I know you got the little, little size, the little travel size, yeah. Yeah, but I seen uh, they it's if they got if they could put Osric that thick book in like digest size, they can do the RC. Of course they could, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I need my glasses, but you know, it's every every game should be that size. It's a lot more portable. A lot more. Horror, if you've yeah. got good eyesight, I'd need like the mole man <laughs> jeweler's glasses to read it at that size. Not your age. Not at your age. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I might have run out of interesting things to say. No, that's all right. Well, because then we're like, we're talking about food over before we're having lunch talking about food. We're like, this is a gaming convention. Why are we talking about food, Glenn? I don't know. Why not? Yeah, so we can spend the whole convention talking about where to eat. <laughs> well, there's always good food in Texas, so why are we talking about food <laughs> again? I don't know. You're crazy. Yeah. All right, well, we'll take a break then. Yeah, sure. Hi, folks, and we're live at the North Texas RPG Con. I'm DM Glenn, of course. we got DM Vince here. Say hi. Hi. Yeah, and uh, we managed to wrangle Sandy Peterson. Yeah. Hello there. Hi. This is Sandy. Yeah, Sandy Peterson of uh, Call of Cthulhu and Doom fame. Oh, yeah. Yes, who, among other things. Yes, and uh, so how are you enjoying the con? Uh, so far, to be frank, the con's been a little slow for me. Really? I've enjoyed it, but, uh, well, I think its focus is uh, different from my usual focus. What, and is? Which is, this is a con devoted to old-timey role-playing games yeah. and fans okay. of those games, which is, of course, what I cut my teeth on. Right. But I, I'm not necessarily in... I guess, I don't know, does Call of Cthulhu count as an old-time role-playing game? Yes. Uh, so I would say so. Uh, I would think so. Old school, yeah. yeah. But I am here, of course, trying to flog my new game, Cthulhu Wars. So, yes, yes. Which, uh, I've been which, seeing uh, which has done fantastically well in the on the, did it in the Kickstarter yeah. and in, and in, in the It's been, it's been going on. You've been developing it for a couple of years now, haven't you? I started in November 2012, mm-hmm. and I pretty much finished my final playtest of it in January of this year. Okay. So, like a year, like 15 months. Mm-hmm. And, so tell uh, us about it. How does it work? Okay. It is a strategy uh, board game in which you play one or more of the, well, one of the great old ones. You, you are Cthulhu or the King in Yellow, and you're trying to destroy the world. Okay. Uh, you build cool. gates and summon monsters and awaken great old ones and cast spells and recruit cultists and devastate the world. And the person that does the most destruction wins. It is technically possible for humanity to win and all the players to lose, but it's extremely uncommon. (laughs) Uh, The game's pretty fast-moving. It takes about um, uh, an hour and a half to play a four-player game. The rules are pretty simple and straightforward. Usually when I teach people to play, it takes me about ten minutes to explain the rules. The game has tons of strategy and depth, but it's not from the the complexity of the rules, but from the interaction of the factions, which are all very asymmetrical. Okay. So if you're playing the Crawling Chaos, a strategy that works for you will not work for the Black Goat. And that's just how it is. It was a highly successful Kickstarter, as you may or may not be aware. And so the game's all funded, money's sitting in the bank account ready to worsen our export relations with China. Okay. It's which is manufacturing it. Coming out of China. <laughs> well, that's, you know, if you want injection molded plastic figures in giant quantities... Yeah, that's that what you're going to That are really go. detailed. Yeah, that are really detailed and huge. Like, Cthulhu's 8 inches tall. Yeah, yeah look I mean, at You've, you've seen it, right? You said, so, you said, what was it, 25 millimeter scale? They're 28 millimeter scale. 28 millimeter. So, Check like, games, work, games Workshop sale, right? Kind okay. of overscale. Yeah, I mean, I see 20 millimeter. Like, the cultist is 40 millimeters tall because wow. he's got his arm raised over his head. and He's got kind of a thick base. Right. But uh, it's all, you know, because they look big and impressive and like something you can get a knife and a fork into and... Kind of really enjoy. That's yeah. huge. That's just yeah. the wings there. The yeah. Ver- yeah. yeah, I remember oh. you were here a year or two ago where you just had D and D monsters. Hey Lincoln, bring us a Cthulhu. You just had D and D monsters to work with and <laughs> a Cthulhu. Yes. A Cthulhu. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, bring the squad of Cthul- oh, wow. Cthulhu. So, over d- yeah, here. you can describe it if you want. That's a, there is that's one of the figures of which there are uh, there's 64 in the core game. Yeah. So you can be Cthulhu, that. and that's your that's. It's the biggest game piece I've ever seen. By the That's way, huge. You, my my regular DM for my D and D game is like, I'm buying this. This yeah. is you guys are going to be playing this that's, soon. That's <laughs> why 
I made them 28 millimeter scale because yeah. I want to use these figures in other games, right? Yeah. I want people to open up the door in a dungeon or something and have has to be unspeakable there. Yeah. yeah. Right? How cool is that? Yeah. So all the figures are nice and big and, and meaty. Oh, yeah. And uh, here, let me give you a scale with a hand. You got it? He's taking a picture here. I don't know if that's going to appear on the blog. but that, That'll be on the blog for this, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they're big. They're big, yeah. manly figures. Yeah. What did you uh, say, 38 figures? There's 64, 64 figures in the core game. And the, you, you would not... I well, mean, okay, it depends if you count the the, uh, the, the power and uh, um, uh, uh, doom markers as figures. They're technically plastic figures, but they're tiny, so I don't usually count them. If now, you count them, they're 72. Okay, now this is going on where? Our, our website? Yeah, I'm going on oh, all yeah, the websites, but you, yeah. You guys got to go on there. You got to believe the detail on this figure for a plastic figure. I don't expect that out of a plastic. It's just, I am in awe. Thank you. Put it that way. We're Just very proud of them. Really. Now, uh, I often get asked if these are made by 3D printing, and the answer is no. that these were carved by people in England uh -huh. out of like, you know, epoxy. These are and then made in molds. This is the very the very latest Bronze Age technology was used to produce these things. Wow. You know, and so now, of course, in China they'll have injection molded plastic for it, which is okay. slightly more advanced. Okay. But uh, but it's same but the same figures, same size, same detail, you right. know. And so the uh, and so the game has had a successful Kickstarter. The game was the 35th most successful Kickstarter of all time, I'm told. Wow. Which wow. Is out right, of 180,000, cool. so you know, 35 is like yeah. okay with me. Yeah. Right. And so yeah, it was highly successful. Uh, it's it's going to do a lot of pre-orders. We actually have a special pre-order deal here at the fair, which is like yeah. uh, the con, which is a big quite a bit off. Yeah. But because uh, you know it's a pre-order, you're not getting the game immediately. You have to wait till it ships. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So yeah, it's done really well, and we're very excited. We we already have um, seven different languages. People have approached us to wow. translate it into. Wow. So I guess eight different languages if you count English. So. Well, yeah, obviously, yeah. Although yeah. English translation is pretty simple, since you know we're... it's already in that language. Yeah. <laughs> but but, there's a, but so it'll be it'll be uh, other languages. It's going worldwide. We get distributors lined up that want to sell this in stores, you know. And you know, I would say about 10, 15 percent of the people want it just for the figures. Yeah. And the rest want it for the figures and the game. Oh. Um, yes. Let me go back to the roof. That was my son annoying me. Sorry about that. It's all right. Yeah, but it's. Oh. Children, right? So. <laughs> Yeah, there's Cthulhu and there's a bunch of others. And it's, it's, and it's uh, scalable, too. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. There's two to five players in the, in the core game. And then we have um, something wrong. You hit mute on your microphone. No, it's all right. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so where do I want me to start? You don't know. Anyway, you were, okay, you were there's saying two they're to, scalable? There's, there's two to five players in the, in the basic game. Well, two to four, because there's four factions, but if you add another faction, you go to five. Um, the map will support it. Everything will support five players. And then we have a special expansion map, which is the six to eight player map, where you uh -huh. can play up to seven players. And the reason it's seven instead of eight is because there's seven factions in all the game put together, if you get all the expansions. Uh, but there's but because of the way we do the maps, you can actually build an eight-player map out of the pieces we give you. But then wow. you'd have to you'd be on your own for factions. Wow. On the other hand, Board Game Geek has already created, like, eight player created factions so i guess you know wow there it's it's got a very active uh site there oh yeah oh yeah this is this, full reviews and this, this comes off like a really really 
scary version of Risk. Yes, yes. And if, if you, it, it doesn't. It, it's different from Risk in, in obviously a ton of ways, right? But you know, it's, it's got a map of the Earth and areas, and you're fighting over it. Okay. But you actually don't win by conquering the world, because really? yeah, well, in fact, usually the player you win by accumulating doom points, and usually the player that often the player who's victorious at the end is not the guy who owns the most land at the end, because everyone's been they've realized he's winning, so they've gone after him to pull him down, and it's a race if they can pull him down enough to keep him from winning before he tops off. Ah, uh, right. Okay. So he may be the one who's currently just being like being gang bang, right? But. Uh, it sounds but, like yeah. It's a, but there's all these different techniques. Like very I said, ruthless. It's very ruthless. So how, what's what's the gameplay? Bring us through like a typical turn of every player. What okay, would they do? Okay, a typical turn. What happens is on your turn you do a, you you have a power track. Okay. And you okay. spend power to take your actions. Right. Some actions take zero power, but vast majority cost one or more. So on your so on your turn, for example, you might have Cthulhu building the gate in the North Pacific. Okay. And then yellow sign, like desecrates an area. With his king in yellow to to uh, get a spellbook uh -huh. and earn points. Then um, the the black goat uh, does a, a groth to like cause damnation to come from the sky and kill every, everyone else. Everyone else has to argue for ten for one minute about who's going to lose cultists to groth, who's not. <laughs> and, and if they do, can't agree, black goat gets to decide for him. And then uh, then crawling chaos steals someone's cultist with one of his hunting horrors. So everyone's doing different things. You're trying to earn spell books. You're, 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 uh, and, and the thing is, the game's asymmetrical because there's requirements for getting the spell books, which are kind of like video game achievements, where you fulfill a requirement and you get a, you put place a spell book on top of the requirement. Well, the requirements are different for every faction. They have like there's no overlap there, right. and the spell books are also different for every faction. So there's no overlap there. So a strategy that works for Cthulhu will not work for Yellow Sign. Okay. And so you, when you play the game, once you've mastered one of the factions, then you can go and play as someone else, and suddenly the whole game's different again to you. I don't oh, know. that's if, cool. If I play that, I have a kind of a hankering to play Nylar Hotep. He is a fun, fun faction to play. You know? Um, if, if, you, if you're playing Yellow Sign or um, Black Goat, uh, they're fun too, but you have to be more of a philosophic turn. Because okay. Black Goat is like a fungus infection that you kind of can't stamp out. They're about consolidating control and spreading, and you can't really extirpate them easily. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Cthulhu is like a bully, a bruiser that goes in there and like punches you in the face and keeps you down. And then Yarathotep <laughs> is this is this horrible opportunist that's like a scavenger, and he preys on the weak and helpless and he's, kicks he's, you when you're down. And he's he's the, the sneaky one. He is. And uh, the, yellow, the yellow sign is, is, is insane. It's like paranoid schizophrenic that goes on his own crazy path around the world. But as he's doing it, he's messing with everyone else, and big way, but he's like, has his own goals that don't make sense to the rest of the world. And then Azoth slaps everybody down. Azoth slaps everyone down. He's actually a neutral faction. Anyone, the first guy to summon Azathoth gets him. Oh, that's so, pretty cool. Yeah, so like, I want Azathoth. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, I got him first, so now I've got him. Yeah. And uh, he brings out nuclear chaos and stuff. Then there's, he's actually, and then there's two other, play, three other playable factions. The Sleeper, uh, the Opener of the Way, and the Windwalker, mm. which are all different things. Windwalker is a late bloomer faction that, uh, okay. The, the Wendigo, know, Wendigo. Those are all. Those are down the line. The, the core game is coming out first, and then the expansions. Again, the expansions are all paid for for Kickstarter backers and um, pre-orders. So they'll okay. be coming all at once. But we're not printing extras of the expansions uh -huh. until like store sales justify it, right? Right. But, What's so the retail want, value? Uh, the core game is one hundred and sixty-nine dollars. Okay. Which I would say for sixty-four of these figures. Yeah, I mean, this is, is not a bad amazing. Deal. It's 
I mean, he's the biggest. And they got weight right? too. But like, yeah, this like, is like, like, what would you expect to pay for that if it was in a Warhammer box, right? Warhammer box, three thousand dollars. Reaper bones or something, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, that would not be cheap. No, this not at all. Really good. They're looking at they clean, are. So, yeah. yeah. Look at the barnacles on his head, or whatever they I, are, spiracles. I know. I like the texture on his tail, a lot. It's very beautiful. Very, very. You know, there's even texture on the wings. Yeah. Wow. Wings and... I set these up in my office. The kids will stay out. <laughs> and we've seen painted versions of almost all of them. The guys at Fenris who did the actual sculpts. Yeah, oh. Based on our our. So he did. The, he did art. the. He did the painting too. Yes. Well, Fenris is a miniatures company that. Yeah. They're a small miniatures right. company that okay. does lots. You know, they've already done Cthulhu stuff, uh -huh. and uh, so they were excited to work with me, and I was excited to work with them. And... Yeah. I actually approached them first and said, hey, I need someone to do my sculpts for me. And they said, oh, Sandy Peters, we're happy to do. Which was cool because we were penniless when we approached them. And so they did all the initial sculpting for us on spec without without any money, hoping the Kickstarter would be enough to pay them off. Wow. And uh, so we're very grateful. And they, they've been, like, amply repaid, right? But uh, but they deserve it. Because that was that was a lot of trust to say, we won't, we'll do work for six months without getting paid. Wow, that's you know? incredible. And yeah, so they were, they were cool. We gave them a... Well, uh, some percent of the Kickstarter, and then we gave them other money. They paid them for their stuff, and and so they're great. And then we're letting them sell resin and metal versions of the figures. Oh wow! Okay. Independently, so if you want to get like a really fancy Cthulhu, you then go, you can yeah. pay like a special edition one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah then. You can pay as much as you want. Much as you probably, want. Probably. Probably. Those are beautiful. God. Anyway. All right. Cool. Well. Yeah. Thank you. Sam. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you, Sam. Appreciate it. Um, well, if you can, Alright, and uh, I believe that's going to wrap up the first day of uh, our recordings, and hopefully we'll it be back tomorrow. It sure is. And uh, I guess we'll say goodnight, everybody. Goodnight, everybody. Bye.